0: Hey, well, folks. Today we have the Megalodon herself. <laughs> We've got Megan Elam in the stew today.
1: I haven't been I, called Megalodon in so long. I'll call you that. <laughs> you used to. That's I also wanted. Name. I
0: also wanted to say stew. I really like. You notice how like a stew? lot of young people studio. Yeah, I'm in the stew.
1: Oh, and people <laughs> like calling it stew. You're my friend stew.
0: Yes, we got Megan Elam in here today. Megan has been one of my very close friends for quite some time. We've lived together. We've been BFF Jills, me, her, and Shaylee, just the trio of, of awesomeness. And bentleys I guess he's the fourth person of our trio too. Bentley is also with us today. We didn't get him a mic, but he agreed to breathe as loudly as he can near Megan's, so you guys can hear him. So
1: He's uh. up and close.
0: <laughs> Megan, man, how are you? I'm doing good. How are good. you today?
1: Doing good, yeah. Um, doing Christmas with my mom tonight, so yes, it should be fun. Um, yeah, down in
0: Vancouver? Yes. You came all the way up here to hang out with me for a few, but I did. it'll be back on the way home because you recently moved to Portland. Not so recently now, I guess, though.
1: Yeah, can you believe it's almost been two and a half years since I lived Man, with you Man, that's weird,
0: actually. Yeah. Because
1: I moved out from Castorock with you guys and mm-hmm. then went straight to Portland, and it's been almost two and a half years. Yeah. Next September will yeah, be three well, like two, not quite two and a half years. But
0: And how do you feel? Do you feel like you belong in Portland yet?
1: Um, I love Portland and I think it's like at the right time of my life. Um being like single and living in like a studio in downtown Portland just mm-hmm. that's something I always wanted to do and accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um but it's very interesting being in a big city because you don't have like that sense of community like you do in right. a small town. So, I love Portland. Um, I probably, after, I'm going to be moving out of Portland, actually, in September-ish, um, and I don't know if I'll move back to downtown. We'll see. I'm thinking Vancouver, but it's been really fun. It's yeah, fun we'll, being close to everything.
0: Yeah, we'll see how much you miss it. Like, you have such yeah. a cool location. Like, you're, you're so close to all these cool
1: yeah, I just walked everything. Yeah. like walk. I like walked my workout to Orange Theory, and it's yes. like two minutes from my front door.
0: Plenty of places to go get a, get a bite to eat and stuff, too. And Coffee. you could also walk to, there's that dike right by your house, too. Yes, It's always good to be able to like, oh, I'm going to go for a run. I don't have to drive there. I could just walk to the start of my run. Literally.
1: I just walk out my front door, and it's the run. Like, it started. So yeah. that well, yeah. part's cool.
0: Portland's getting so busy. I and mean, it's such a cliche, cliche thing to say, I suppose. But it seems like it's leaking towards this way.
1: Yeah. If you live Not in Portland, me, they always talk about it. It's the, um, all the Californians are moving to Portland and taking over, is what they always say. Oh, I don't man. feel like I'm a true Portlander yet, but...
0: Well, Californians <laughs> are also just extending their arm through AI and technology to the rest of the world. So, California is everywhere now. Totally. <laughs> um, well, Megan, I want to definitely talk about um, kind of like more of your profession, a lot of things that that you're that you're really stinking good at um obviously let's start with speech pathology um but i do i I guess we have to set the stage for people who don't know you so do you want to give a little bit of your background like of what you know in that in that field and like what you've done schooling wise and stuff
1: yes so um i'm from kelso washington obviously went to school with jake um i originally went to school for nursing i lived in portland but in a dorm room at concordia university i was there for a year um, to get my undergrad found out really fast how expensive a private university is Mm -hmm. came back to kelso decided to do the whole work live with my mom and um, do the prereqs at our community college lower columbia um decided once i finished that i we had to do you know take a tease test to get into nursing school which i know Shaylee knows all about i'm sure you do too a little bit um basically you have to take a test to get into nursing school and i remember i could not pass that test really like, i don't know Couldn't is pass it hard it. like
0: how long does it take
1: um it's not hard it's just it's math reading writing uh critical thinking science and it's on a computer and it tells you every time right. you get an answer wrong yeah. So it's almost like mentally you get something wrong and you're like,
0: "Oh man, I can only
1: get like five more wrong and I don't pass.
0: You're so stressed. Yeah, because dude, if you only have one left and you still have 50 more questions, the stress that you're going to feel for those other 50 questions.
1: And it's each section. So it's like science, you can only miss a certain amount. And math, you can only miss a certain amount. And so I couldn't pass that test. Um, So I had to sit down and like really fight with myself because I felt like I was failing, like I couldn't Mm. get through school. Um, and I had to sit down and say, like, is this what I really want? Like, do I really want to be a nurse? Um, and the answer was no. I, I think I wanted to be a nurse because that's what my mom did. Right. Um, and she could do that, like, support herself fully on her own. And I, that's something that I wanted to be able to do as well. Um, so I sat down one summer and I was just like, I'm going to, like, consider other options. We were actually at, like, my papa's birthday dinner. And my cousin Jessica brought up um, speech pathology. Mm. And I'd never really heard of it. Um, I mean, I knew it was something, you know, there was like a career out there about it, but I kind of researched a little bit more. And basically a speech pathologist is someone who works with either children or adults on their speech. So it can be kids with disabilities. It can be adults who've gotten in car accidents and need to relearn how to speak. Um, There's a lot of different opportunities. You can work in a hospital, a school, have your own private practice. So I was intrigued. Mm -hmm. So I went to Portland State University and got my undergrad in speech pathology. Um, at the time, I was so done with school, though, because <laughs> right. I think I was on year five at that point. And I was like, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to be the one person that takes only one year off and then go back.
0: The one person. Nobody's Just the one person. Yeah. Everyone
1: else doesn't go back, right? Um, of course, I didn't do that. But um, I magically, so while I was doing my undergrad, I was working at Starbucks. Um, and I had what we call a regular. So if a, pa- like if a person came in like daily, like... We call them a regular. Um, someone who was in Monday through Friday, like 5.30 on the dot every morning or 6 a.m. or something like that. Um, so I had just graduated. I was quitting Starbucks. Um, her name's Lisa Mushin. She was actually one of my regular customers. And she had been throughout the two or year, three years I was at Starbucks constantly asking me about school and my life and all these different things. Very brief like conversations. Yeah, She's just so um, friendly, I feel like. yeah. yeah. And when you're working the window at Starbucks, like especially at 5.30 or 6 in the morning, you can't be like, oh, the weather today. It's like,
0: oh, right. it's yeah, dark it's still out. Dark.
1: <laughs> um, still dark.
0: You're, you're not awake yet either, right?
1: No. Um, so long story short, she basically like chased me down one day, and I had no idea that she was the director of a um, nonprofit for a kindergarten through seventh grade. Um and she wanted to hire me on as a paraeducator, specifically working with students like who are in like speech therapy. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got like a little like my feet wet with that. Um, and yeah, that's kind of my speech therapy jig. Wait, uh, so
0: so you got into um, you got into the job through Lisa Musha, but did you? Did you have schooling on speech path speech pathology at that point?
1: Uh yeah. So my undergrad is I have my bachelors of science, um, specializing in speech and hearing sciences. So I had to do classes like audiology, phonetics, um, I had to do anatomy and physiology of the throat mouth or throat mouth and something else. So yes, the answer is yes, but I wasn't like trained in actually being like a therapist.
0: Right. So But she knew probably like, okay, your skills we'll relay into what what um
1: well and at the time i was like oh this is perfect like i'm gonna get a job and it's going to be specifically working with students or you know students who are in speech therapy Mm -hmm. this is gonna look great on a resume then when i go into grad school it's so funny how
0: that mindset we have (laughs) yeah it's like it's also super fulfilling and (laughs) it's great but we're like yeah our resume needs it because one day we'll need that on our resume
1: totally no but beforehand that's That was my idea. I was like, "Oh yeah, that will look great on a resume. That's gonna look much better than Starbucks." (laughs) Right. Starbucks Um, does look really good on your resume, though. They do. I actually learned. Yes, Um, one of my good friends who owns her own private practice for uh, she's a dentist, and she said if um, someone who applies works at Starbucks, it's an automatic interview. Huh. She's like Those Starbucks people are such good. Okay. Hard what, what do you think
0: about that? Like like not as just as an ex-Starbucks employee, like what do you think about that? Like do you feel like you learned some pretty valuable things while working at Starbucks?
1: Yeah, I feel Starbucks was such a good it's changed a lot though since I've been there <laughs> I've been I was there in 2015 Oh uh, Yeah, 2000 no like 2013 I think through 2015 so I don't know around there Um, It's changed a lot, but when I was there, Starbucks was all about the customer. Mm -hmm. It was very like the customer's always right. You need to do whatever it takes to make the customer right. We were allowed to hand out free drinks left and right. Like if you didn't make it through the drive-thru within five minutes, we had timers. Like you got free drinks. Like the food wasn't free, but your drinks were going to be free. So I felt like it was very, you just learned very good customer service and how to interact and socialize with people. Right. Which is a really good like people skill,
0: but I feel like that business model is now biting them in the butt. Kind I'm of, where it's biting our whole culture and the society <laughs> in the butt because everyone's just like entitled as heck now. No, like, and and I'm they the don't customer, do that anymore. Right? Yeah. I've
1: noticed like I'll be in the Starbucks drive-through and I'm thinking like it's been eight minutes or whatever, and you know they're like not nice when I get to the window. They're just like. 5.95 and that's like it and it's like oh man. oh man no high or no nothing yeah. i don't know i guess are i you... won't have a good day <laughs> have you are you one of those people that goes to the start like starbucks drive through in the mornings um no no I,
0: you never I, got
1: into it did you
0: no I, I i like my coffee but now again i don't know i just i drink my black coffee now yeah. and i also am someone who works in his basement for a living so <laughs> i can just walk downstairs in a robe if i want to i don't really have to go to starbucks but i do i do go through the drive-thru like f- from time to time and I will say my experience, although it's randomly throughout the day at random times at random Starbucks, is typically pretty good, I'd say.
1: Good. Um, there's something about, though, going like first thing in the morning. You can go in your robe. A lot of people did when I worked oh, really? there.
0: Can Just I go, go in on. my birthday suit? Is that allowed? No. No? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, t- Starbucks, Starbucks should change your policy because customers customer is always right. <laughs> I want discriminating to be in my birthday now. suit. And <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're pinpointing me out. Why can't I be naked in your lobby? <laughs> Um, oh, in, anyway, so less derailshin from, um, Starbucks and coffee, more <laughs> speech pathology.
1: Um, yes. So, um, where are we at? So I basically, I went to school, I did go to school for that. So I, you know, got my prereqs for it. I got like the base, my undergrad to be an actual speech therapist. You do have to go to graduate school. Just at the time, my mind was so, I was taking, ooh, I was taking like four college classes, commuting to Portland and working two jobs. And so I was just like, I'm. And done.
0: somehow we were still like hanging out. We were still finding. Oh, kept... I was like
1: freshly 21, 22. So you like we were oh, out yeah. every weekend.
0: Just... <laughs> How do we survive these things?
1: I don't know. I mean, I remember I would like go out on the nights I worked and be like at Starbucks at what? I think I had to be there at 3:30 in the mm-hmm. morning, and Dude. I would just be like fresh from like the bar, even because we were freshly 21. You
0: just smell like alcohol. One time when I was one time <laughs> when I was working at Mr. Formal, I might have told this on the Ryan Santos podcast. But I actually, I was, I was very hungover on a Sunday. I was like 19 or something at this point, but I was so hungover as I was talking to this young couple who was getting married, uh, I f- vomited in my mouth. Like, <laughs> I, like I didn't like obviously spew it on them or anything. This is terrible. But like I, I, I had to just put a hand up and say, excuse me, I had to walk out of my store. <laughs> like it's just insane but that was just who we were when we were young (laughs) I feel like you (laughs) have to go
1: through that like just wild streak for just a minute
0: once in a while you've got to go to work a little hungover Um, I did it more than most people unfortunately (laughs) but uh lesson learned (laughs)
1: Well, and then as you get older, you suddenly can't do that anymore. So, oh, yeah. like Starbucks, yeah, like you're just making coffee. Like, I can do that. When I worked at Cold Stone, I'm just scooping ice cream. I and can smelling, probably do that.
0: Imagine working <laughs> at like a, like if you had to work at Subway in the morning, hungover, and smell that versus Starbucks. Like that'd true. Be, oh, man.
1: Yeah, at least when I got to work, I had like free coffee all yeah, day. Like, so I'm just going to caffeinate
0: myself and survive, I suppose.
1: <laughs> Correct. Um, But, yeah, so I was doing a lot. So I finally was like, I'm taking, um, at least in my head, I was taking a year off, and that was going to be it. I'm going to take the year, um, and then to get into graduate school for speech therapy, you have to do, of course, the GRE exam, which is basically like a pre-grad school exam. You have to do a bunch of entrance essays and interviews and all these different things, and then you also have to have a certain grade point average, all the things. So I was like, I'm going to spend this year, and I'm going to... Get, I'm going to take the GRE like, prep classes. I'm going to do all these, you know, get my essay paper together and get whatever I needed to do to go to grad school. Um, but then I got hired on at Family House, mm-hmm. which um, in my head was going to be good on my resume. Um, it was going to be a 8 to, you know, school starts at 8 a.m. Gets over at like what, 3? Right. An 8 to 3 p.m. job. like I'm
0: free by working, 5 at the latest.
1: Yes, working in the school, helping kids, doing basically that yeah. and, then, and you're
0: naturally good at this, these things too like just human interaction you're great at but you're great with kids oh, too thank so you.
1: Um, so that was my idea um, little did I know um, family house is a huge community hmm. um, so that I mean it's not how it played out at all which benefited me in the future which we'll probably get to a little bit um, but yeah so then I was working with students um, taking them to their speech therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, sessions, occupational therapy, working with them in the classroom, so doing different things like um, teaching them like when to raise your hand, when not to, or simple things like how to go to the grocery store and mm. how to make a grocery list and what does that look like and what is you know how do you learn money and then like so it wasn't speaking. just it
0: wasn't just speech it was
1: I was doing a few things I was helping I mean I was helping in the classroom because my title was a paraeducator right. But I was specifically working with kids because Lisa knew like what my goal in the end was. So mm-hmm, she was like mm-hmm. targeting, she also wanted to help benefit me. Of course. So she's like, let's set you up with the students who are in this and then you're gonna learn from it. So I also got to sit in on a lot of sessions with speech therapists who are doing the job. And, and most of it was private practice. So I was like, well, this could be really cool because I could have my own private practice, my own hours, my own yeah. everything. Um, but yeah that was kind of I was I did that for two years um, and then it led me differently but that's kind of my speech therapy background um, it was really good but it, it definitely changed like yeah. steered directions a
0: little bit. Yeah, it steered directions. I feel like it like you you were thrown into a few things, you know, but like you learned so much um, that you probably wouldn't have learned without that experience. Like being able to have that opportunity to like learn all the things that you did with that. I mean, it's like a like maybe maybe it wasn't your end all be all of like, okay, I finally have all this money, but like the the satisfaction of that job for That's one cool. and then just the I didn't expect to learn this today yes. about about what I can take forward into my future about what I can Like how I can help other kids in the future in these ways you know? Yes,
1: and for those people who don't know um, I should probably mention Family House Academy is a I think I mentioned K through Seventh grade. It is a nonprofit a private school um, It is in the middle. It's on Carroll's Road. So it's kind of like surrounded by trees. It's two houses It's not an actual school so when you walk into like the class, quote unquote, classroom, it's um, a family room. But right. there's like tables for obviously for the students to do their work. And there's whiteboards, but there's also a kitchen sink and a couch right. and a rug. And like very comforting very for so <laughs> many types of people. That's... Yes, it's a holistic approach. Right. So and it's also integrated. Um, so they obviously we have they have like grades kindergarten through mm-hmm. I think it's seventh grade. Um. Kids kind of got the options once they got to middle school, high school. They could either transition into public school or do, like, part-time or not. Um, But what was cool was integrated. So it was based on their level, like, their academic level. Um, So, like, if a second grader was, you know, doing really good academically, they might move up into, like, the fourth grade group because that's just where they need to be. They're a little bit higher in the math or the English. So it was very based on that. Um, they're obviously also heavily based on like just physical activity, getting up and moving um, and making sure like you talk out your problems. Cause it's like if a kid comes in the room and say like, I don't know, their parents are divorcing, like that's obviously the first thing that they're going to be thinking about. The last thing mm-hmm. they want to do is learn what two plus two is. Right. So um, it's very like people, oriented lots of different backgrounds um so when i came into family house i had no idea i was just again eight to five job like gonna be in the classroom and i had no idea it's a huge community Mm -hmm. um and you can even speak on this i would come home crying Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) like often
1: a lot every day (laughs) i would come home and be like it's so hard it's um it's just there's a lot like and it wasn't even like that the job was hard. I mean, it was hard, but I, I didn't know I was getting myself into a community which um, like challenged me like personally, it challenged right. me with students, it challenged me with my relationships. Um, I mean, we were doing so many different things like our professional development was the Spartan race.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, dude, you guys had such a good team environment with that stuff, too.
1: Um, which, if you don't know the Spartan Race, it's like, what, 30 obstacles? I know you've done it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't remember how many obstacles it is. <laughs> I it's think it's 30. It's all an obstacle.
1: Because then you, if you don't do an obstacle, you have to do 30 you have burpees. To do burpees.
0: Dude, I have never... Have you ever done the javelin? Have you Have you gotten the javelin? No. Okay. Who has? I think that we're both... That is one thing. Okay, so one part in this Spartan Race, I've done... I've done so many of these. Like I see. You've the,
1: done a ton.
0: Yeah. Like, I have never once this damn <laughs> javelin. And what I need? What we need to do is we need to set up a thing in the backyard here. And me and you will just oh, get yeah. super great at sh- throwing javelins. But you
1: know who else I don't think has gotten it is Jaren. What?
0: Oh, Jaron hasn't gotten it.
1: I, I don't know. I don't quote me on that. We probably should have asked him that. But um, all right,
0: if Jaron hasn't got it, that would make me feel better, right? He's, he's super like, like super stuff. fit. <laughs> I know, <laughs> Jaron. If you haven't got it, we're gonna we're gonna set up a course in back backyard. Don't worry, we'll <laughs> practice. <laughs> so yeah, so you guys did a lot of the training. I mean, that's how you would the team building and in connecting and like pushing each other to. To be the best versions of each other obviously that's that's pretty intense having that as your community as your workplace yeah. especially when you didn't know it was like that like a lot no. of people would normally be like oh i want to get in on that but you didn't know it was that so you didn't know that <laughs> no. i mean realistically just who you are as a person like you you do actually work pretty dang well when you're being pushed in, in those oh things, i work you know?
1: so much better if i'm being pushed yeah. i like i mean the, my first year i think i dropped like 30 pounds yeah. and because well i was like terrified of running terrified so the spartan thing like freaked me out and we of course lisa like she doesn't want to start with the suit or the um what's the sprint, sprint, sprint which is just three and a half miles no, she wanted to start with a super Wait, is super 10 or the super is the middle it goes the sprint the super the beast
0: well because i think it's it's 3.5k right isn't yes, it five or, miles
1: it? no i think it's a 5k which is three and a half miles oh you're
0: right oh yeah yeah, yeah and
1: then the super don't quote me on that one but i think it's like eight to 12, because the beast is supposed to be, I think, 12 to 15 or yeah. something like but that. They,
0: they, all do, they do them differently, though. I think they probably do make the obstacles a little differently, too. Yeah. And they're all, so they travel, so this, if you haven't heard of Spartan Race, again, they travel around the U.S. and they set up obstacle courses at, like, different locations. So we've both done ones um, at the, there's, there's a motocross track down yes, in Washougal. In yeah, and so they set it up, and it's like, you got to go under barbed wire. You've got to, you run five miles, eight miles, whatever it is, but also in between, you've got to, do um, a bunch of obstacles. You're on like muddy ropes. You're on all these things. Pushing
1: boulders underneath yeah. barbed wire. Carrying fences. a bucket of
0: rocks for a <laughs> little bit. And if you fail any things or you're not able of able to do them, you have to do burpees. It's like fifteen burpees. Thirty. Thirty burpees. I know
1: that because I did a lot of burpees. Yeah. <laughs> it
0: was horrible. i so burpees.
1: but it's so satisfying once you've completed it.
0: Yeah. Very how many? Did, how many did you guys do? As as a, oh, we like, got
1: our trifecta but that
0: was
1: (laughs) um so in order to get your trifecta medal from spartan you have to complete all three the super the or the sprint the super and the beast within within the year so within one year you have to do all three so lisa had a start with the super and i was not a runner so the thought of running eight to twelve miles like gave me an anxiety attack just thinking about it
0: well and then she's probably like no you're fine it's oh yeah not she's
1: like we're just gonna go yeah. run 10 miles today and i'd be like freaking out she all wakes up every
0: christmas and <laughs> runs a, a crisp 50.
1: <laughs> she just wakes up and runs and right. i always i envied it they're, um, they're always
0: they're always running
1: yeah. oh yeah it's little great. did i know like i just had to get out there and do it mm-hmm. like i was just i was all anxious about it and i just needed to keep trying and eventually i did it yeah right um the first few times though i actually had a panic attack Really? Like, oh, yeah, because she, they were so at the family house as a team, we're training and they were like, OK, in order to feel good about racing, you need to run 12 miles, which we all thought that it was going to be 12 miles. And I remember being at work all day, like sweating because I'm like 12. Mi- I've never ran 12 miles. I've never ran. I think at the time I'd only ran like maybe four or five. So the thought of running 12 is just like not happening. Um. So she had us, after we got off work, all the kids went home, we put on our running clothes, and we ran from Tam O'Shanter to Lake Sacagawea um, over the bridge. We ran all of Lake Sacagawea and then back. And I remember getting to Lake Sacagawea, because at that point we were already like, I don't know, how many miles is that? Like four or five. And then the lake itself is like three and a half miles. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here thinking like, I don't know. And I had no cell. So since Spartan, I had no cell phone. I had no headphones. I just had me and like the people I was with.
0: Oh, that's brutal. That's and how you really I push through
1: it. I legit had a panic attack. Like I started like just like dry heaving. I was like, I can't do this. I can't finish it. But the cool part is what I learned like with the team, they like all came around me, talked me down, like talked me out of it. Mm-hmm. And I continued. And guess what? I finished. Right. Like, I was fine in the end like
0: how did you go from like okay the thoughts that you are feeling when you're like There's no way like these people are not making me move like this is crazy Like when you're thinking that like how did you jump from just they just tell you they're encouraging you They're just
1: we stopped that was part of it So we stopped and i'm just literally like breathing hard and i'm crying like i'm actually of course. crying <laughs> And um, I remember I think it was lisa and chelsea were just like one of them was like rubbing my back and the other was like, you, you got this, like you're capable, like you've never done it before, but you're going to do it and you're going to finish. Right. And so they just kept like the positive mindset in my head. And I was just like, okay, you got to stop telling yourself you can't. Because yeah, I kept in my whole head the whole time I kept thinking I have no escape. Like I have no way of to, like calling someone to come pick me up.
0: Yeah, I can't be safe I from this.
1: No, I was like, I, there's no way of getting out. And so I just kind of like panicked. But then they just continued. Actually, I remember Taylor at the time was behind me and he kept, every time I tried to stop, he just push his hand forward and like uh, push, just not like push, but like right, barely tap my back.
0: Just that little reminder. Like little like, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm here. And yep. I was like, oh,
0: yep. I'm right behind you. <laughs> and
1: I kept yeah. running. <laughs> um, so yeah, I finished that. And then from there on out, it honestly changed my mindset.
0: Really? I was
1: like, I just ran 12 miles or however many miles. I don't know how many miles that is. I don't remember. I think it was like around 12. And I kept thinking like, I can do this. Like, I got this. So then it almost made running easy.
0: Right. It's once you, we were just talking about for the podcast about running is mental. It's, it's all totally mental. mental. It's, well, and so we're also, we were talking about, um, we were talking about Mount St. Helens. You've done Mount St. Helens before. Yes. Um, it'd be cool. I would love to do that in the future. Yes. Again. I, I think that'd be super hint, cool. Hint. That, that's definitely, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm down to do it. Um, you got this. Yeah, it's definitely mental, you know? Like, it's it's. there's no doubt that, like, just by being in shape and stretching and stuff, like, you, you know, I'm agile enough. My body can handle it.
1: For I mean, sure. It's mental. And that, <laughs> I did Mount St. Helens, I think I was 17. My dad didn't tell me. So <laughs> <it's> we went... Like... <laughs> <laughs> he's like we, it'll, you're
0: fine it's He's just, like
1: we're gonna go camping And we're gonna go on a little hike the next morning So I come in like Just a Concordia t-shirt Shorts and like my running shoes Thinking like we're going go on this little hike Oh little did I know he wakes me up at like Four or five in the morning and he's like We're gonna go to the summit I'm like huh and so I was so mad at him. But it ended up being good, I guess. He had to give me his socks, though. My feet were, like, bleeding because I was in running shoes. I wasn't in hiking shoes. Oh, yeah. Not <laughs> Um But, no, it was good. It was hard. Um, it's kind of funny. I cried for that, too. But I did it. It yeah. was almost... It's like, again, it's mental. You, like, right. panic. And then you're fine.
0: But now, like, those same moments. So, like, at mile 7, mile 9, whatever it is, when you hit that spot where you're like, all I want to do is just break down and cry right now. Yeah. Like, now, if you have that thing, like... For one, if you even have it, you're like, I'm good. I mm-hmm. already know what I'm capable of. I'm, I'm capable of way more at least, you oh, know? Oh, sure. and, and you also, like, even outside of that, um, after a while, after you have a lot of these, these victories, like, oh, I just did this Spartan race. Oh, I did the trifecta. Oh, I did this. You stop even having those little spots that come up where at mile four, at mile seven, you're like, I've never ran this far. This is messed up. I'm panicking. Like, this, like, dread that starts happening. Yes. It, it starts to go away after you have a little more, more victories. Yes. Um. For sure. So so you guys had a lot of like big team building. Obviously, it's a huge community at Family House. Oh, yes. Um, did you guys do uh, like what, what, what was different about the way that you guys taught things there than maybe a normal public school? Is it?
1: Yeah, there's a lot different. Oh, don't. I should have pulled it up on my phone. Um, so I think Lisa's like quote, and I'm not going to say it perfectly, but it's like if you educate a child, you like – affect the parent hold on i'm actually going to pull it up really fast yeah it sounds like it's really really good but they're very community based um so they're the core of family house is community service so when you sign your child up for community service um you're signing yourself your family up for community service including the adults so when i was there we had groups and they pair you in the very beginning so we have parent meetings and it's like what are you going to do this year for community service and we each there's like 12 groups all 12 of us have to come up with a community service project. It can be anything. It can be the Humane Society. It can be picking up trash. It can be a sock donation. It could be feeding the homeless, like a soup drive. It can be anything. Um, So that part's really cool because you get the kids involved in the community at such a young age, and I think they kind of learn a little bit more about the community. It definitely
0: changes their scope of of where they live, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: At the time when I was there – Love Overwhelming was a huge topic and debate, <laughs> um, which it's um, a it's for homeless. Um, I'm trying to think; it's an organization that basically helps the homeless. It's like um, they do like food and like shelter, they have shelter and clothing and all that stuff. Um, so we were very involved with Love Overwhelming, but the community, like Longview, as a whole, was very like it was very debatable. Like yeah. a lot of people debated on that.
0: Yeah. I, I think, I don't, I don't even remember what that was about, but I just know that.
1: Well, it's no different now because now I see online it's a lot about um, the civic circle.
0: Yeah, man. Our, our town has some really gross views on homelessness. I really like a lot of loud opinions, a lot of loud jokes, a lot of, I don't know. Our, a lot of times, a small town community, because we're not, we're not super small town. We're big. We're. I don't know. It's a little hard to explain, I guess, with our town, but it does have some interesting things when it comes to like hard opinions on things as a whole. And you oh, know, I don't believe in that because there's this one little thing that they do, or yeah, I don't know. I I've been I've been kind of curious. I I've been almost not wanting to dive. There's so much to know about like that homeless camp stuff mm-hmm. in, in town. That I, that I like, I'm like, I, I think to have a proper opinion on it, to know what's really going on, I would need to go down there and talk to them. I would need to know what's going on. I need to know the ordinance, like all these things. I don't have weeks and weeks in my life to have a very solid opinion on what's going on there. And I just don't have time to to find that, to do that stuff. So I don't know. I, I, I guess that sounds a little naive, but. I I actually have a kind of cool story with that. Do you? really? Please share it because this stuff Um, just confuses me. So I'm like, I don't know what to think about it.
1: Well, because my family owns businesses in Kelso Longview. So as a Mm -hmm. business owner, a lot of people, um, the homeless, they they just think of it as a negative. It's people who are on drugs, people who are leaving their garbage around, people who are alcoholics, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So... Part of it, when I was at Family House, I did a lot with a Love Overwhelming, and one night we were doing this, like, food drive, I want to say it was around Thanksgiving time, um, but we were handing out, like, socks, clothes, and food, um, us and all the students, and I had this lady come up to me, and um, she was telling me about her family and whatnot, and um, she asked me for my name was, and I said, Megan, she's like, you just look so familiar, and I was like, oh, like, I mean, I live here, you know, small town, so maybe you've seen me around, she's like, what's your last name? And I'm like, uh, Elam. And she goes, I knew it. And I'm like mm-hmm. thinking, what? Like what? <laughs> um, she was my dance teacher when I was about like, five years old. Or not five, probably like, not five, probably like seven or eight. I was in tap and she was my tap teacher. And she's like, I remember you like, like yesterday, you were in your little red dress um you're my students a high step dance academy like and i just looked at her and she's like i have like she has six kids or something like that her husband and she did she got into drugs and now she's homeless and doesn't know what to do and it just like nice. broke my heart because i was like i mean she used to, my mom used to leave me with this person for like an hour right. you know daily yeah. or a few well, times a week that's like the
0: thing is you're like you're, you're not like a crazy homeless person no. you're, you're nice
1: you help she's me someone you who needs me to help she needs yeah. like someone to help her get you know get get the whatever she needs, whether that be like shelter or yeah. rehab or a little I don't bit know. back
0: on her feet. I mean, we, we all get lost. I think that what we want to do because we see these homeless tents, we see homeless people and it makes us so uncomfortable and it makes us like, I don't know what to do about it. I honestly, it makes us feel guilty for not doing something about it. Yeah. Like it's, it's not a normal human trait to walk by someone who's on the ground starving and just keep going and pretend you didn't see them. No. It's weird. Like our psyche is like, that's not cool, man. What's happening? Yeah. So like, when when we can, that's why we're always judging it or we're always having, like, we want to make jokes on our Facebook about it or we want to do these, like, weird things because we're very uncomfortable by it. But totally. But I think that when we can remember to humanize the people and, and you know, whether that, for me, I, I talk about, like, trying to look people in the eyes because that's enough to remind you yourself of, like, okay, this is a homeless man, you know, maybe he's got these, this look about him, this stench about him, this whatever that, like, are natural things. I feel against those, yeah. But... When you can look them in the eye and, and see that they're a real human with a real human and soul, they have you see, stories. Yeah, and in their the, 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 yours literally personally affected you like it was. She was a teacher for she you. She Used to teach me. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's and, insane. And so you know, so you obviously not that you would before, but you, if you would have had judgments toward them, you would have shattered that. You'd be like, oh, you're not a homeless lady. You're my teacher. So yeah. You're my dance teacher. Yeah. Like what So I, I think that it's important to look at you know all those tents, like when you see those tents, like oh, like oh, that looks so trashy. Well inside there is is a human who was a child once and they, who yeah who families. would love who would love probably to have a little heater next to them mm-hmm. or maybe even some non-wet socks totally. like I, it's hard again like i, I don't know like I, I like here i am not giving away all my extra socks and walking down there and giving them all my extra food you know whatever but they're just like the compassion first like so, some of like the comments that i see really really make me super uncomfortable and
1: yeah, I had to quit reading them on Facebook. I honestly yeah. don't get on Facebook for that. Facebook
0: is a dirty butthole of information. <laughs> <Facebook>. <laughs> it makes
1: me so uncomfortable. Ugh, man. And then I notice I get, I get like heated and I'm just sitting on my couch. I'm not even physically in Kelso yes. and I'm reading the status and I just want to like mm-hmm. so badly respond and I'm like, put your phone away. Just well, stop reading it. Well, dude,
0: what I'll do <laughs> is like, and you know, some like it will help some people, like some of my opinions on Facebook and stuff. But a lot of times what I'll do, I'll be scrolling through, I'll be scrolling through in the five minutes and I'll get, I'll get kind of within five minutes a grasp of like here's what people were kind of complaining about today, yeah. and then I'll post something like here's what y'all are doing wrong with your life, right? Yeah. And I'm like I'm giving opinions, and yeah, it does help people, but it just kind of like muddies into that whole thing. It's just like,
1: no, it's but that's that's good. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, I guess you call people out for that stuff, but. I don't know. Facebook is a dirty dog, definitely, especially in a small community.
1: And I'm guilty. I mean, we're all guilty. Like, so just recently, my bike got stolen, which was insane. And of course, I'm like, I live in downtown Portland. So I'm like, a homeless person stole my bike. And And I was complaining. And this last couple weeks, because of the homeless situation with Facebook, I've been like really thinking about it. And as much as it sucks and I was mad and angry and all these different things, like, it was hope, I hope that someone who took my bike was someone who needed a bike, right. you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I hope the person that took it, and I'm just guessing that there was probably a homeless person, like that's like their needs of transportation for, right. and like they have nowhere to go. Right. So I'm kind of like, oh, like as much as like not, she should not go steal people's stuff. But I don't know, I just think about that. And I'm like, okay, at least the good of my bike getting stolen, I hope that person truly needed a bike. Like a way of transport.
0: You know, Megan, I hope that what happened was this guy stole your bike, but he had his friend Rodney, who's also a homeless guy. He's down by the river, and he's been making jumps for three days. And they're like, dude, the jumps are almost done. You got to go get a bike. And he's like, rock, paper, scissors, Rochambeau. Rodney finishes up the jumps while whoever stole your bike stole your bike. They've been jumping it for the last few days. That's what I like to think, Megan. Yes. We're just doing some jumps. Just
1: jumping. That's, yeah. what it, that's what it was needed we're for. We're all me.
0: out here just trying to catch some air, you know? <laughs> True. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so Family House, um, we were talking about Spartan races. And, oh, oh, of course, just how different Family House is from from regular public schools. You're giving us some examples on that. Oh, let's yes. Let's keep expanding a little bit on that because there's so much different about Family House. Yes. I just really love the I, I think that looking forward into the future... Um, because I'm like, man, like, when I have kids, like, I don't know. Like, do I want to go to public schools? Do I want like, I stress about these things that don't exist yet. But so I'm like, what what could the future of schools as a whole look like? Could we have a bunch of different kinds of schools? Can we have, like, oh, my son is this type of thinker, so he goes to this type of school. Like, not that I really want a bunch of segregation in our future, but it, it's, it sparks me. It's so interesting to me. And I think, like, people like Lisa and the Mustians are, like, incredible and wonderful and amazing for what they do. For, like, 100%. pushing, like... Just finding new ways to 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 teach different types of people because we're all so different.
1: Totally. It's funny because my kids like I'm my future kids I was like never questioned like just gonna go to public school and now like they're gonna go to private school like hundred percent. No, they're going to private school. You no, you'll
0: probably want to homeschool them at this point.
1: <laughs> That's true. I want
0: to. I, dude, have you seen the movie Captain Fantastic? No. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Is that this like afterwards. Marvel or something? No, no, uh, no, no. It's not. Okay. Um, oh, Megan. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Megan. Uh, just listeners, so you know, Megan has not seen the Marvel oh, movies. Don't tell em. Okay, I won't tell them. <clears throat> I've seen Star Wars. I'll edit that part out so you're not so embarrassed. <laughs> um, I won't. It's still in here. Uh, anyway, okay. Anyway, I'm you gonna maybe I'm, see Thor. I did see. That's that's a good thing to I see.
1: Know. Thor is a good, he good thing. was good to look at.
0: Yeah, I need to get rid of Thor though Him's because right. Shaylee, she looks too long at that guy.
1: <laughs> he's not bad to look at.
0: Yeah, I could probably take him just, out though. We he's probably, always like I'm shirtless. A fist fight. It's not
1: not a problem. <laughs> yeah,
0: whenever he sucks, he's not even that good. Um, yeah. So anyway, let's just keep expanding on 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 how. Yes. Tell me how it's different. And I'll stop interrupting. You.
1: No, and I keep going down the rabbit hole. So tell me if I'm giving too That's funny. That's the cool thing is it's just conversations. So. True um the other uh let's see let me think uh, actually one of my favorite I just hit the mic sorry uh one of my absolute favorite things is that the school's integrated so there is no like uh pull I mean you we pull students obviously like to have like one-on-one sessions if needed but for the most part it's integrated. So. At public schools you have SPED, which is special education, and then general education is completely separated and they're pretty much never mixed, Um, which is insane to me. It's like insane to think about. Um, So when I first started working there, I could not believe like watching these other students interact with kids with special needs. Like it It was normal. It was normal. Like there was no like, how do I talk to them? How do I interact? How do I, it was just like, an average day like playing communicating like helping like
0: this kid is different than you, buddy that's but all. like
1: <laughs> it's like there was no difference though yeah. is the crazy part like well, right right yeah <laughs> right
0: yeah no, not getting stuck on the fact that they're different <laughs> yeah than you. Like
1: they're different than you that's all because I that's feel like I'd in say. public schools no totally and I feel like in public schools like kids don't know how to interact with anyone who's different than them they're just like stuck in their own bubbles which is, I don't know, I mean, I get why we do it because of like education purposes and whatnot and academically. But um, so that part was really cool to me because I had never experienced that even as when I was a kid. So when I first was like going into speech therapy, that was one of the things I was nervous about was like, how do you, you know, how do you interact with people who are different than yourself or anything like that? And just so watching kids just be kids and like just uh, yeah. be themselves and not have those barriers was really cool. Um, Same with, like, different grade groups. So, like, I mean, you have kindergartners through seventh, eighth grade. If you really think about that, that's, like, a huge age gap.
0: And they're all just playing just fine? Just playing. Like, the eighth
1: graders are playing basketball with the little ones, teaching them how to play, teaching them how to do hopscotch, teaching them how to climb a tree. Like, and that was the other thing, too, is kids could be kids. Like, when you go to public school, like, um, I'm in grad school now, and... One of the big thing is, is I can't touch kids. Like, you cannot touch the kid. Can't even poke them. Like, can't touch yeah. them. Can't hug them. You can high five them, but you can't. You can't touch them.
0: I feel like we're ignoring evolution at this point. We're just like, right? Like, dude, we're we need to like kids need to understand like rough and tumble play that boys play is like, kind of an important thing.
1: Yeah, and so at family house, kids could be kids. They could climb the tree. Like you, could you imagine if we let a kid climb a tree to a public school? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> if they fell and break their arm. You're getting like getting sued.
0: Well, it's because yeah, because their mom <laughs> didn't come in there with their finger. Totally. I, mean, I don't know though. It's it's so hard.
1: It's hard because with with so like with private schools um the like the parents are paying for their kids to be there so private schools have a little bit more leeway because the parents are paying you to be like the adult in that time right right so since you're being paid you can like actually hug a kid or if a kid just like if a little just needs held for a second because they just fell and scraped their knee just like give them a big hug and hold them for just a second Mm -hmm. like it's fine sometimes little kids need that right so when you're at a private school like family house academy you're able to do those things and allow people to be humans right and so that part was really cool too because i felt like i could actually like get relationships with kids and then they started opening up and then they would start talking and then crazy they started learning because their problems weren't at the forefront of their mind anymore
0: (laughs) they're not stuck in fight and flight they're not running from lions man they can be comfortable
1: oh man you have all these kids with like behavioral issues at public schools but part of it's because you put so many barriers on them Mm -hmm. and then you just send them to like the principal's office Mm -hmm. or you send them to detention now you get out of school suspension now you're Mm -hmm. just not even in a school and then they throw you back in and then the kids just like throwing chairs and doing whatever and it's just like this crazy loop cycle dude i am
0: just i i can't stop i'm i'm stuck on the fact that like you can't touch the kid anymore yeah you can't can't give him like a hug like no so okay dude so so my i mean i i'd be willing to say that like a hug probably like saved my entire brain or or not I'm a life lugger. but like well okay yeah. so like, like when i was young like there was you know probably many times where i wouldn't feel like the connection from so a lot of things going on a traumatic childhood like teachers i remember nurses i remember michelle murray who was the miss murray at Kelso yeah. high school She's she great. was she was the pe um teacher when i was in elementary school and she knew things that were going on in depth with my family because she like knew my family through schooling and I mean, I'm sure she probably hugged me more times than I can remember. And she probably like made me feel very welcome in this world because of it. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just imagine like the, these like teachers when they know that a kid needs a hug or he's got these things going on at home, just a little arm around, just a hand on the shoulder, some, some serotonin release when another human touches you is, is something that is very important. I, I, I don't know. Sure. That's really weird that we're, that's like a solid rule.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy cuz my I got I remember I sixth grade I got my babysitting license from like the American Red Cross and my PE teacher let me babysit her kid cuz she knew I was so excited. Could you imagine if someone did that now? The, the teacher'd get fired. Like there's no way. You can't like you're letting a kid into your house. You can't be with them outside just,
0: of like <laughs> Dude, what's what's the end goal if we keep adding these like weird laws and these weird like you can't do this and you can't do this and you can't do this. It's like at and some point we're going to And our teachers doing
1: it? Yeah. Like of course. Like I'm yeah. sure you'll see teachers hugging kids and The problem is is they're gonna hug the wrong one. So they're teaching I'm only in my first quarter into grad school So don't like
0: oh, of course. No, no, I know legally
1: and all that But that's one of the things they're like drilling into our heads. You do not touch a kid
0: I just think that it kind of makes us all dance around in fear and I don't think that's the way to raise kids
1: 100% and then you have these kids who are acting out and just needing like especially if they're not getting that at home Imagine if they're not getting those hugs at home or getting the high. I mean you can high-five a kid, but and then they come to school, and like you're the biggest example I can think of is like a little. So if I'm in elementary school, and a little kindergartner has an accident, I can't help them. I can't help them. Oh man. I have to literally God, say go I, to the bathroom. I
0: get that that's a weird situation, <laughs> but can it just be like let let it let it <laughs> pop up on, on a per basis level? Like yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. That's a huge thing to try to solve before it happens. Like that's such a devastating thing to a kid. I remember one time in fifth grade. I it was silent reading, and I sneezed and I held my nose and I farted, and it was the loudest fart ever and the whole class laughed at me and it I was so devastated like I could if I if I pooped my pants at that time I probably would have been ruined, (laughs) and then I can't even get a hug from a teacher after I pooped my pants now yeah it's a rough world we're out here living in
1: yeah I did that too I not poop I you pooped your pants no I pooped Megan
0: pooped her pants.
1: (laughs) Um, her name was Mrs. King. I was at, I think, Calvary or something like that. But yeah. I puked. We were in circle time reading oh. a story, and I was, like, so embarrassed to say that my stomach hurt. Oh, my gosh. So embarrassed. And I just, like, puked everywhere. Like, and, in the middle of the circle? Oh, like, yeah. Like, just you're everywhere. more embarrassed On the teacher. Of like- <laughs> oh, no. But she physically picked me up and took me to the bathroom and, like, kept telling me how it's okay and, like, changed me. Right. At the time, like, thank you. Like, don't make me sit in my puke the whole day.
0: Yeah, well, because she <laughs> – and that's the thing is she understands, like, okay, this just happened. The, like, immediately she's probably like, this is terrible, this is gross, yeah, this like, sucks. But what instead she's like,
1: motherly if, if this girl thing. was
0: just willing to hide the fact that her tummy hurt because mm-hmm. she was so embarrassed, she's devastated by what just happened for sure. So mm-hmm. this teacher knew what was going on, what's best for this kid right now, take care of him. You know, it's actually, crazy it, it, it makes me bummed out to And think was like, my
1: mom happy? Yeah Don't make me sit in my puke For three hours Until she can get there From work like, Yeah
0: uh, Everybody just go crazy. outside <laughs> We're, This is Megan's room now This is her pukey room <laughs> 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 um, It probably
1: smelled so bad <laughs>
0: Um, so uh, Family House is is incredible. We could definitely go on about Family House forever, but I do want to make sure that we get to Ghana, which is kind of an extension of Family House. Um, I say that's amazing. That the, the wonderful Lisa Mushin <laughs> led you to. Um, tell me about Ghana, Africa, Megan.
1: Oh, my goodness. So that's another part of Family House. They're all about culture and being globally minded, um, which is amazing. Um, Something which I didn't actually know until I got to working at Family House, which is crazy because I went to high school and got my diploma and all this. But did you know they don't teach, like, I think it's world history until you're in high school, I want to say. Like, you don't learn about anything until you're older. Or it's not, I can't remember the exact term, I'm not a teacher. But you basically, they don't teach at a young age, they aren't teaching kids about, like, the world. Like, if you pull out a map, most kids are not going to be able to point out the different, like, countries and continents and all that. Do
0: you think it's because they're like, listen, you're the lowest, like as far as like income and and prosperity goes, like you guys are kind of low over here. So like, let's just not teach them about it until like, you don't don't want them to be like, cool, I'm seven and I'm in the poorest country ever or whatever it is, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know the reasoning behind it Mm because the cool part is when we were teaching it, the kids loved it. And what's crazy, it's like, why aren't we teaching them about the world? Like, we're they're about to go face it in like 10 years, why aren't we teaching them about it? Right. So what we did at Family House is like, each month we would do a different, um, continent, or I can't remember. Basically, but it'd be like, okay, so this month we're doing Africa. And we'd have different like rotations where it's like, we're gonna teach you about the music, about the people, about like, Mm. you know, like the types of jobs they have, like what they're doing, what people look like over there. Like, do they dress the same? Do they not? Um, so very globally minded kids were learning so many different things. Um, Lisa's daughter went to University of. Oh, it's a, it's a main school too. Is the sad part I should totally know this? Is it what's the big one? It's like red and yellow. That's, I think
0: the big one. Red and yellow. It's like
1: U U S or U C A or Gryffindor. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh they're gonna make fun of me for this later but she went to a big college and she has her she's a do- her, her doctorate in mm. occupational therapy mm. and so she had the connection with her class and um, college level went to Ghana Africa and they got to spend like a month or something like in a school with children with disabilities and be like fully immersed in their culture and like their community um, So through that, Lisa decided that she was going to also do that. And she wanted to take a group of people over. And I vividly remember I was standing in the school and she was like, hey, we're going to Ghana, Africa in like a month, like 30 days. Do you want to come? And I like I looked at her and I was like, huh? Mm -hmm. I was like, how like how does one do that financially in 30 days? Like how? how?"
0: Yeah, that's a funny thing that (laughs) That you asked me about. That's weird.
1: (laughs) No way is that going to happen. Oh, did it happen? Um, <laughs> we did, like, car washes, donations. Like, we did a GoFundMe, like, talking about it. Because what was cool, we which, we by the way, we raised money, enough money to get over there. So, I'd, I mean, I paid for, like, some things, but not, like, my airfare and, like, where we stayed was not very expensive. So, through the donations and um, car washes and all that, we were able to go. Um, so, I get over to Ghana, and... We stayed at, I cannot, do not quote me, I couldn't say it when I was over there either, but it's it's a school for children with disabilities. Um, you have to
0: try it. What's the name?
1: It's like Mesobestach or something like it's like oh, it. That kind of sounds right. I don't
0: know. Let's just go with that. It's Mesobestach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it starts with an M. True.
1: But we get over there, which is like, I want to say it was like 18 hours flight it was crazy was it
0: more than one flight was,
1: d- yeah we did a direct flight from portland to amsterdam which was 10 hours and then we had like a huge layover in amsterdam and went from amsterdam to ghana which was like another eight or nine hours so it was like a really long brutal, <laughs> long flight um but once we got there we stayed at the at the school um pastor joe was the guy is the guy who like is the director who owns it Um, and we get there. He picks us up. He brings us to the school, shows us where we're staying and whatnot. Um, We had, it was crazy watching how the students live, like no running bathroom, no running water for the students. No, um, not a whole lot. Like they just, they, they live in like beds with like these, you know, those like beds you used to stay at like at Cispis, like those plastic mattressy type things when you Mm -hmm. go to camp.
0: Like if you pee the bed, you can just wipe it off. (laughs) Basically. I still use one of those. (laughs)
1: Um, But we get there and, um, oh, it was just so crazy. It was so crazy to see. We get there and part of what we were doing over there was we were going to teach because obviously that's what what Lisa does. Um, And I was going to work with his, Pastor Joe's wife was a physical therapist or Mm. she is a physical therapist. And so I was going to be able to kind of see like maybe speech therapy or maybe physical therapy. Maybe, I don't know. I was still kind of learning at that time. Um, but we get over there and we get into the classroom and oh my gosh, they have these old desks that were, remember the desks when you're in like first grade that have, they either had like the lift, lift table yeah, or yeah, like yeah. the little cubby.
0: Is it like attached to the chair too? Yes. To, yeah. So
1: they had just a bunch of those for kids who have wheelchairs, for kids who can't walk, for kids who, oh, Wow. yeah. So that's their seating. Um, no paper, no pencils. No, they have a whiteboard in there and they'd give me maybe a white or dry erase marker but maybe not might, might not have that um n- how do you teach right. <laughs> like well, like i remember I, I remember, mean, I remember thinking way, like sure. how like how what how do, so we we got to sit down on a few like of the teachers classrooms and take notes and see like what they do and how they do it a lot of it's through dance a lot of it's through songs a lot of it was through you know just repetition and Chanting, and every now and then they would have like a dry erase marker so you could like physically show them. And, Mm. um, but it was just such a crazy experience. The kids wore the same clothes every day. Um, they would wake up in the morning and have breakfast together, um, which the students made their own meals pretty much. They had one chef, but everything was cooked over a fire. Mm.
0: Um, wait, so do they all sleep there too? Yes, they all slept in the same spot.
1: So in Africa, um, kids with disabilities are kind of like. Just put away, like they. So over in Ghana, they aren't um, like really a part of society as much. Um, parents just kind of drop them off there, and then that's it. Like part of it is one. So classes, they kind of learn. Basically, they're going to learn like the basics to be able to be a part of society. So they're learning some of the basic like how to do addition and how to do subtraction and how to read and write a little bit. But they're also going to teach the students how to like a trade is what they called it. So in Africa, they would teach like um, maybe how to do bead work. so then they can make jewelry and sell jewelry. Or they're gonna teach them how to, some of the kids who didn't couldn't use their hands, they would actually be beading with their feet. It was mm-hmm. insane. So then they're teaching them how to use their toes to like make jewelry or how to catch fish or how to do like, just d- different things. How to things. catch fish with your feet? <laughs> no, not with your feet, but like oh. that's. <laughs> I mean, hey, like, I can't catch a fish. I, I've never... I can't bead with my toes. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> watching it, I was like, oh, these kids have just so much like grit and just watching them every day. They wake up, help with their food, go to class, learn a few things, learn a trade, go have lunch, have like free time outside, which was like, a soccer field that was made like dirt with no net. It just had like the post. Do
0: they have shoes? Do they have
1: nope, no I mean shoes? kind of, but not really, no. Maybe. Yeah, no. But,
0: were they, what was their like gratefulness Gratefulness level? Like were they happy to learn? Oh, like would they, what was So what was grateful it
1: like? and so just like excited about like life and no complaining. Like no, complaining. no complaints. Like they were happy to do their laundry and they would take care of each other. So, like, some of the kiddos who are in wheelchairs who can't push themselves, like, the other students would, like, okay, like, time for lunch, and the kids would just, like, push one another and go to lunch and eat, just grab be happy, yeah, don't think like, about it, yeah. no. So, they didn't have, like, as much worry, I feel. But, I mean, it was definitely a different, like, level of learning and a different level of, like, what was expected right. um, in Ghana versus here. Um, So, that part was cool, just watching, um, it was life-changing too. watching students like go get their own water like go get their own food go like do their own in each other's laundry every day and then like i mean and doing laundry for them is actually taking laundry and then get get water scrub it with like a brush or sponge and then go hang it to dry it's not like you're just throwing it in a dryer yeah like (laughs) like
0: we get behind the laundry like oh all these clothes i (laughs) have to oh well, I'm so behind a laundry with all my clothes. It's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then we like you and then you have experiences like that We're like, oh, yeah, you could just have one shirt. That's actually a pillowcase with holes cut out. Yes And this and you just wash it with a scrub brush every 17 days
1: Yeah, or like i just even like t- I'm one of those like everyday showers and like I right. like my coffee in the morning and um, oh I had to learn not to I mean not to shower every day and I had to learn um the food was really hard because everything was cooked over like a fire so it kind of had like that charcoal burnt taste mm-hmm. and they ate a lot of like like if they gave if they gave you fish you got the whole fish so it had like right. the eyeballs and the head it's the best part oh it was real rough <laughs> I mean
0: what we're used to is it's so incredibly insane. different like it is it, it's just downright different. Did it change any of your views? Like, Because, like, of course, you knew when you're going, like, you're on the flight. You're like, this is going to be wild. Like, this is, yeah. is going to throw me for a loop. I know that I'm not going to have the things that I'm used to having, blah, blah, blah. Was there, was there any times when you're over there where you're like this, like, uh, like a panic attack moment at all? Like, like any sort of, like, this is so different than my life that, like, I feel uncomfortable being so out of this. Do you have any
1: of those? I never had a panic attack, and I never cried. I was never like, oh, "I need out," like I need to go home. Don't
0: take this the meanest way, but like, I'm I'm surprised you didn't.
1: I, no, because just I, you it's know, different.
0: I don't. I don't. I'm sorry if that was rude. Actually. No,
1: no, 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 no. I didn't take it as rude. I because I think of the same thing. Because you, yeah. I mean, I didn't have Wi-Fi. I didn't have my phone. I didn't have a computer. I didn't have my car. I didn't have. Yeah. I mean, I had money, but I didn't. I mean, I didn't have money because it wasn't in. I forget what it's called, but whatever I forgot what the currency is, but <laughs> I didn't have the things. So it was yes. just very. But, you know, what's funny is I almost got a sense of um, everything was just so simple. And we called it Ghana time. We Lisa, uh, Brie, and I were always like Ghana time. It's like everything's on Ghana time. There was no like. Get up at six in the morning, go work out, go, you know, hurry, hurry, rush, rush, rush. Like, and honestly, throughout the day, it was kind of like a workout. Like you weren't in a car sitting and then at your desk sitting. Like you were doing physical activity all day long.
0: Like you're, yeah, your life is just the work.
1: No. And if you were sitting, because it was really relaxing too. It was almost kind of like a break. I mean, like. We're so used to just being so, I but I th- almost want to say a mental break and then like we would be playing soccer and then you could just like sit down for a minute and not have anything to think about. And I couldn't look at my phone because I didn't have Wi-Fi, no. didn't have cell service. You can't get
0: distracted.
1: No, didn't have TVs. So there's nothing, like no TV to watch, can't watch an you're, episode You're of forced to just
0: be here. It's like, if you don't like here, well, you better deal with that because that's all there is. <laughs> yeah,
1: fully. No, me- I mean, no headphones, no music, no nothing. like it's just all taken from you and you're in this. But you're surrounded by these kids who are just so amazed by everything. Mm -hmm. And so that was rewarding. And then you're surrounded by like actual conversation. So that's rewarding. And then just by a whole new culture. So then like some of the fun part too was like the pastor would drive us around and show us the different communities and the different areas of um, where we were in Africa. Uh, I can't, we we stayed in Ghana, but we were I think two hours out of Accra which mm. is kind of more city. That's like where we flew into is where the airport is. Okay. Um, but that was more like rush city life, but it was their city life is very different from our very city different. life. <laughs> like is it
0: like like what what's do they uh, like they have electricity, right? Is yes. It, okay. Uh, I know that I've been to a couple of places where it's, It'll be like six people on a moped sort of thing. Was it like that?
1: Yeah. And well, in like their quote unquote freeways, like people would be selling things on the freeway, like carrying on top of their heads, like selling you jewelry and selling you bowls and selling you different things. So it was just very different. But I mean, it was still a city. Um, Once you got out of like Accra in the city, like the roads were just roads. There was no stoplights. There's no stop signs. There's no speed limit. There's no... I don't even remember if there was a yellow line. It's just go. <laughs> just go. You know what's
0: crazy <laughs> about that is the difference between that and what we have here is, is if we didn't have those things, we would, we'd be like, how dare you, government, not right? take care of us? How dare you not paint the line on the ground for us? We don't know where exactly to stop. Like all these little things. Yeah. That, not that everybody's like that, but, but it is so – like learning about the different cultures and, I mean, you, you seeing them firsthand, it's so crazy and it's such a reminder – Uh, you know like we're talking about just different mindsets when you like see a homeless person like like you the things that you're used to Mm -hmm. the things that you accidentally take for granted as your regular life is is there's entire people who have never even seen those things they've never heard of them they've never had them um in their they're they're just as well they're happy happy. you know they're they're a different kind of happy this the the way that we live over here is not the only way to live and i think a lot of times we're definitely afraid of of losing what we have, but it's kind of like, you know, sometimes I think, from my experience, losing what you have is is sometimes a good thing. For Uh, sure. Yeah, I I think, I'm just just thinking forward into, I don't know, I I think that a lot of our mindset over here in the Western world and in cities like ours is going to have to kind of start relaxing a little bit and start thinking a little more like people in Ghana.
1: Oh, for sure, because I think when I was there, I've never journaled so much. I was able to journal, which I don't do here. What,
0: what, do you remember what you wrote about while you were?
1: There? Well, I got a journal I wanted to write about, which I still have, I should pull it out because it'd probably be really interesting to read now. I wanted to write about like my day every single day, so that way I could remember, like when I looked back what I did every day. Um, so I journaled every day and I think I read four books while I was there in one month. <laughs> <Isn't>
0: <laughs> which is kind of
1: crazy because now it takes me like four months to finish a book. <laughs> oh. But it's because it's not because it's because I'm not. Make, take, making the time for it.
0: Right.
1: I'm distracted by everything else that's around me here, so I just don't make the time for it.
0: We're, our life always gets so yeah. much momentum. We're, oh, always, yeah. we're always just caught up in it. We're like, yeah, yeah I, oh, I do want to do that, and I'm going to. And then it's been three years, and you forgot it existed.
1: Totally. Which I like the shift because I feel like we're starting to get more intentional um, because I am so just always like pulled into great, like TV, Grey's Anatomy, and every all the shows just all the shows i'm an, i'm a tv addict so i have to i have right. to like turn that thing off i
0: know dude I, I have all mine too i have all my little little distractions that are like oh it's just a few minutes here and there but but if you really let yourself like have those few extra minutes of a book you want to read or um, yeah. a podcast. or I mean, that's something like, yeah, you've, you've always been into TV, but the last year or whatever, you've definitely been doing more podcasts. That's been slowly pushing out TV. For sure. for sure.
1: Now I'm like totally obsessed with podcasts. I love podcasts.
0: I'm always pushing podcasts on people. Like now I have one, so I'm definitely pushing on people. But I... it's the long form conversations you realize that you're like, oh, yeah. Nobody talks like this anymore. Nobody no. lets each other talk. Nobody values each other's opinions. It's whenever we hear two people having conversation, it's either um, like a fake, like a show or like some something made up or it's a debate, it seems like. Yes. And it's like, what What about just two people who maybe they're different, maybe they're friends, whatever. But yeah. they're just having conversation about valuable things that everybody experienced.
1: Yeah. And I think people are so turned off in the beginning because they're like, oh, podcast. Like, that just sounds, like, kind of like reading for me. Like, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work and I have to find a time to do it. Mm-hmm. I like, when I first moved to Portland, I had to commute from Vancouver to Beaverton, um, which is, one way was like mm, 45 minutes with traffic and then the other way was like two hours with traffic. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Whew. like I got very tired of music and very tired of the radio. And I was like, what am I gonna do with my time? Because there's a lot of commuting mm-hmm. and it's a waste of space. like and i slowly got into podcasts and then all of a sudden i was like hooked Mm -hmm. and now it's like i like every morning i'm like look forward to turning on a new podcast and learning something new
0: me too i have like uh in january we're gonna do i'm gonna do i think i told you i'm gonna do no youtube i'm gonna quit youtube
1: okay yeah when you said that i was like no youtube I'm like what
0: so, so that's crazy for me dude i listen to so much youtube I, i'm not so much of a watcher as i am yeah like, I, was I, more of the the I was
1: thinking more like the podcast aspect of yeah
0: YouTube. <laughs> i uh, that yeah but it's it's funny yeah i mean it's it's glad i'm glad that because i wake up and i'm like cool like what can i learn about now and it is good and i'm like i'm not going to punish myself for that but i do notice my attention span like i wake up in the morning and my like youtube algorithm fucking bots have me so figured out that, like, my within the first 10 suggestions on my YouTube channel, it's going to be something that I'm like, oh, that's a great thing to listen to. I want to check that out. Yeah. But it's it's very, um, it kind of sends my attention span, like, looking for new novelty every morning and, and new things. So I just kind of want to take all the crap that I've been learning and finish learning it for a month and not have YouTube.
1: How are you going to continue learning it? Like, just through what you've already learned? Uh,
0: well, well, yeah. So what I'm going to do is I have a bunch of books that I've, like, Either I read it or I like, like a lot of books, like, like, like if you read a book in a day or something, it's like, it's great, but you don't fully, like sometimes you don't take your time. You don't like fully Mm -hmm. grasp it. So some of them I want to reread, write some notes on. So I'm going to take this month to reread some books. I have some audio books that I haven't finished on my phone. I'm going to finish those. Um, I, I have enough backlog of stuff to where I can still wake up in the morning and be like, Let's learn something amazing and I can still like really enjoy what I'm doing in the mornings But uh, it's not just like whatever YouTube's algorithm feeds me. Yeah, so it's just a little more That was control. such a
1: millennial question. I asked you too. I'm like, oh, you don't have YouTube. How are you gonna learn a book? <laughs> How are you gonna Duh.
0: live? <laughs> well, I mean dude, I used to be very much addicted to social media and that's um, I'm getting rid of that again, too but it's it's weird like the things that we do, a lot of times we don't really catch ourselves. That we, we don't catch that we're addicted to them. No. Addicted is such a uh, intense word that we're like, Ugh, I don't. I'm not addicted to anything." That's a weird word. That's a word that doesn't associate with me. But I
1: hate that word, but there's definitely things word. that we're addicted to. I know,
0: dude. My dad used to smoke meth. And so when I think of addiction, I'm like, me saying addiction next to social media is the dorkiest thing I've ever said today. So, But
1: everyone's addicted to social media. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm dude. addicted to social media. We're, we're
0: all very addicted to many things. <laughs> if you just learn how our brains yeah. work, it's, it's how it is. But as you get older, you start to listen to podcasts, you start to have experiences um, that, like, you know, change your reality. You start to go to places like Ghana and see the world from different eyes, from different views, from different heights, from different temperatures, like everything, just experiencing the world through different lenses. It's important. Um, I'm glad that we've stumbled into the, the learning world of podcasts. Um, so, uh, Ghana was amazing. Um, one of the many things that you did with family house, um, you have obviously continued your career, your, your, um, learning, And you're going back to school now, right?
1: I am. I'm back in graduate school, which I said I would never do. I was always like, I'm never going back to school. Why did you say that? (laughs) I was so done with school. Um, And when I graduated in 2015, I'd I'd done it for five years. I switched my degree, or, yeah, I switched my degree twice. I was just done. I was like, oh, Like, it's just it's a lot of money. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of time. And then at the time, I was like finally making money and able to travel a little bit more with my friends and do things like music festivals and you know small things like beach trips and all these different things with you guys. And then I moved in with you and Shay. Um, and I just was like, I I love being like an adult. Like, right. I, it's just so nice to not do be. Do my own things. Yeah, like I just, going to school was going to like, alter kind of being an adult. <laughs> so right. in my head I was like, and nah, I'm done with school, I don't wanna go back. And then in my head I was thinking like, I'll get this great job. You know how you always think you're gonna get this great job and you're just gonna keep like getting promoted, 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 and it'll okay. have all the money in the world. And, <laughs> and life
0: is figured out and never have to have <laughs> yes. another worry and, and everything's good.
1: It'll be happy, you know. Mm-hmm. Nothing will go wrong with that job and you won't hate it and all these different things. So that was my mindset in like two thousand and sixteen. And I was not going to go back to school.
0: And now you're back at
1: school. And now here I am back in school.
0: <laughs> but I, I think it's a good thing. I feel like you're like you you have a great job, you've been but you're, you're eager. I feel like what Family House, like Family House was so much for you. Like it was such an intense, great experience. And I think it taught you like so much at that time. But I think even like a couple years after, after Family House, you're now like, yeah, these are things that I super valued about that place. Like these are things that I do want around.
1: Yeah. Know? What I didn't realize what was happening being younger, I did not realize I had a mentor like at right. all. I had no idea. Like... Lisa was my boss she was my friend like I trusted her um, obviously like she was like shaping me into an adult like she was giving me all these opportunities like pushing me out of my comfort zone teaching me doing all these amazing things and then there was times I fought it don't get me wrong we had hard conversations we had you know lots of other things happening Um So that which hence I'd come home like crying some nights and being like, this is so hard. Mm -hmm. But I had no idea. I was I had a mentor at like the age of 21 to like 24, 25. Um, And I am so thankful for it. Like I I can't even which I think is why I'm so excited that I'm doing school now because like I enjoy it. It's like great. I'm, I love learning. Like going yeah. to school is not hard. I don't want to I think skip. that break in
0: between was super important. Actually. Oh, 100%. We, we get really mean to ourselves about those breaks. Like, what am I doing? You know, I hear it all the time. But it's totally it, I think it's super important. Like it,
1: Totally. And by the way, I'm not going to school for speech therapy. I'm going for school counseling, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> which was not even like a thought in my mind up until like this last year. Um, I work at OHSU now, and so I wanted to try to get a feel because I always had that little medical side to me. I wanted to see, like, would I enjoy medical or Mm -hmm. would I not? Um, I really enjoy what I do now. It's great. It's a great job. If you're ever thinking about working for medical, I'd highly recommend OHSU. It's a great hospital to work for. Um, It provides me a lot, free benefits, all of it. Um, It's just not for me, though. Like, I don't really enjoy working with adults
0: um, which it's so acceptable to like get to be like, you know, actually, it uh, isn't the best thing. I don't just, like this as much.
1: I'm, I'm like super competitive, like in my life, but I just, I don't want to compete with you over a job. Like I just, I don't like, I don't want to, yeah. I just notice all my coworkers were always just constantly like, who's going to get promoted into the supervisor, who's going to get promoted. And I'm just like, I just don't want to, yeah. I don't want to. Well, that's the thing. If you got to be
0: able to admit, like, <laughs> this is just not what I want to be doing. No. Like it seems like, oh, like okay, everybody 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 else around here, this is what they want, but you're like, I don't really have a goal for what's going to happen next year. I'm just eh.
1: No. So. And yeah, I don't. So I just really quickly and I tried to look back what I did was I sat down and I was like, when was I most happy in my life? Like fu- like fulfilled, I should say, mm. like career-wise. And it was 100% when I was working at family house. Like I remember as many hard moments as there was. I'd come home most nights like wow like i had a really good conversation with that kid today like wow that kid made good progress today Mm
0: -hmm. i made a difference
1: i made a difference like that kid's comfortable with me now or i'd have Mm -hmm. like a kid texting me being like i need help and i'd be like this kid feels comfortable coming to me and asking me for help like in their personal life like it was just such a rewarding job um so then i kept but i will say i did not like teaching i did not like lesson planning i did not like Um, The teaching aspect, I'm really glad that Lisa, like, pushed me to do it. Um, So you can really know. Yeah, because I remember when she told me I was going to do, like, a lead teaching for, I think it was, like, computers. I, like, looked at her, and I was like, huh? Like, no. Like, no, I'm not. And she's like, yes, you are, because you're really good at it, so you're going to do it. And I was like, oh, I remember that first month, I think, was when I came home crying the most, because I was like, oh. Because classroom management itself is, like, huge like, right. you, I mean that that itself is like a whole nother level yeah that's, get, that's
0: a lot of responsibility alone yeah. but it's also a lot of pre-planning
1: oh like, for sure
0: it's, it's a lot of your time like you get home and like if what you want to do is just have a couple hours of sleep and relax but you got lessons, no pl- lesson plans to write Which I'm like
1: props to teachers you don't realize like yeah they're teaching your kids mm-hmm. all these different things but it's like they're also teaching so I'm like I'm teaching a computer class I have whatever twelve students maybe Okay, one of them can't type, so what are they gonna do? One of them can't read, so what are they gonna do? While I'm teaching the computer class. And then it's like, oh wait, today the internet's not working, the computers aren't working, so now what's your plan B? Yeah, you gotta figure it out. You have to know. (laughs) And that part stressed me out so bad. I was like, no, this isn't, teaching's not for me. So anyways, that got me back into like what made me feel most fulfilled, and it was like helping kids and helping students with like their everyday life futures that sort of thing like whenever we pulled students back and had conversations even whether they'd be hard or good that's when I was like happiest and so our good friend Emily is a school counselor and so I talked with her a lot too um, and I just felt like that was the right choice so I'm at City University now of Seattle right but it's located in Vancouver Washington and I go to school every Saturday it's great (laughs) <laughs>
0: I, I feel, I, I'm I'm happy for you. I think like the conversations that me and you and, Shay, me, you and Shaylee have had about it, it, do, it seems just right for you. It seems like you're like, yeah, like, of course, I didn't want to go back to school like this wasn't the – of course, I would have loved to have life just – everything's planned out now and it's great. But yes. I think the way that life actually works is you've got to just have some detours. You've got to spend some money over here. You've got to have this job for a while and it teaches you all these little things. And it's like, oh, yeah, it was kind of pushing me towards this path of – yeah. And What's I think
1: next? just like learning because I think I also fought with myself because I'm 27 and who goes back to school at 27? Like you should have your life figured out. Right. Like our society thinks that you should be in your career by then. So like admitting that, like, I need to go back to school. Like that was mm. like a little rough, too. In the beginning, I was like, I'm going to go back to school, guys. Like. I'm gonna have to like get rid of my apartment next September and move yeah. back in with my mom. It's kind of like
0: restarting in <laughs> a way Yeah, I, like, like, cool. I, I did this thing and I had a few years under my belt and now it's just whatever that happens gonna go away
1: Pulling yourself back out of yeah. like that adult hood, I guess I mean, I'm still an adult but yeah Like I'm gonna have to move back in with my mom because I have to do an unpaid internship for a year and that's going to be rough, but I also have like great friends and family who support me yeah. so I mean it'll in the, be fine.
0: and the, the small obstacles of now really really add up to a much better life. I mean this, these you know maybe it's not the most ideal thing to live with your mom for a little bit longer again yeah. but, but in the long scheme of things, like you're going to be a lot happier in the rest of your life working a job that you enjoy rather than you know I didn't want to have that couple of years of uncomfort moving back in with my mom or, or taking these loans out or whatever I got to do. So then you just live a whole life of uncomfort. It's totally. I, I I think choosing your your uncomfort, choosing your pain, choosing your like choosing your struggle right now, is 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 definitely a great thing to do.
1: It's yeah, and to I'm do. so glad people are talking about it too because it's like I think everyone just gets so comfortable with their everyday life and mm-hmm. they don't realize how miserable they are. Right. And it's just like why aren't we? Why is it so weird for people to like go back to school or change their career like mm-hmm. midlife like okay, maybe I'm 15, I'm going to suddenly decide that I want to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't I be able to go be a doctor?
0: Well, I, I think that what we're discovering more and more, and especially like if you just, the, even just the few guests that I've had, there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, I was doing that. And then it's like, no, no. I didn't want to do that anymore. So I quit it all. And now I'm doing this. <laughs> cool. Right. It's great. I mean, I, I think making it okay. And then, you know, helping each other out through conversation, of course, with the struggles that are inevitably going to come with these things and letting everybody know that like, hey, like, if you're miserable right now, like, you don't have to just suffer for the rest of your life. Like, you can say, I think I want to change. I think I want something different in my life. I mean, I, I worked at Wehrhouser for uh, five years. And I, I mean, if, if I worked there much longer, I, w- I would have taken my own life. I mean, that's, that's how absolutely miserable I was. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's me just a very, I'm a very intricate person. I have many more reasons besides just not being fulfilled there. But, yeah. but, like, thinking that we need to suffer and like okay this is my life i did the thing and i followed the rules and this is my life now i mean what what the the truth is you can you can take another direction. You can be like, you know what? I want to experience this this thing now. Yes. Or or this isn't exactly what I thought it was. Uh, you know, don't try to get back what you had before, but try to like, what did I like about the job I had before? You 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 know, you're like, what what was it about family house that I loved? Yes. And now with a couple of years under your belt and in more of you know grown maturity, and you're able to retrospectively look back and say, these things were very valuable to me. As far as my life goes, this is what I want to have more of in my life. And then you pursue that in your school. So, yeah, I guess just I want to encourage any listener. I think you could probably agree with me. Just, you know, don't up and quit and, and throw your job the middle finger and walk out the front door. But if you're looking around and you're not completely fulfilled regardless of your age, I mean, it's... And don't
1: do it for the money like cuz I'm that oh, was man. that was part of it too. Right, too. Like right now I'm I'm like I am making really good money and mm-hmm. I have benefits for free. Like I have a pretty good setup right now. Mm-hmm. And that was a big part of it too. I was like, "Oh, like do I want to give a lot up? Do I want to? You know, like but just know just the money's not going to make you happy every single mm-hmm. day. Like if you hate your job, but you're making really good money and really good right. benefits. Like,
0: money, money is not the only currency. No. That's for sure. I and I think our that.
1: society gets so stuck on that, and that's what I. I mean, my parents want us like want taught Easton and I to like do what we wanted to do when we got older and to love what you do, but I feel like we also got taught to like you want to make a lot of money. Like that was just that was just how it was in the past. Like. Mm-hmm it's just—it's not everything. You can have life like,
0: is very different now than it used to uh, yeah, be. Yeah, very. You know, the the more money you had, the farther away you were from poverty and suffering, from from not having food on the table, from yes, literally just suffering. That's you know, that's the ultimate goal of humanity. Once you're like doing well, is get away from suffering. We want to make sure that everything is easy and, and more comfortable. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, it's just a very different world, and yes. to have a fulfilled good happy life with a megan elam with a smile on her face is just not always get as much money as you can sometimes no. it's like i'm gonna make less money today so i can have more more tummy smiles yes my tummy smiles i just mean like good feelings in your tummy. i don't <laughs> tummy is kind of weird sentence. let's just forget i said that
1: i like the giggle the tummy like when you giggle the that's giggles. what you meant right
0: the good butterflies yeah <laughs> no, I, I mess it up again weird phrases <laughs> oh. we take like,
1: that's just that's just Jake.
0: Just free. We should
1: just like start like Shaylee has the book or the list of gross words. Of gross we just words. need to start a Jake list. There's
0: too many gross words. All right, what's what's it? What would be on a Jake list that you can think of? What's something I say all the time?
1: Oh gosh, what do you? What don't you say all the time? Drink water. Drink, Drink your water, boys and girls. That's a definite Jake. Megan, move. how do you
0: feel about um, like Diet Coke? Like, what's your <laughs> Your...
1: Well, I quit drinking it.
0: Oh, really, <laughs> dude. I poor Megan. I, she lived with me, and like all she wants to do is live her damn life and drink a diet coke when she feels like it. But I like would just, seven cans a day. But like she would drink a can, and I would just like I wouldn't say anything sometimes, but I would just kind of give her a look, and she's like, "What? Nothing, nothing at all." But I would just like fuck with her every day because I'm like, "Don't drink that. It's so bad."
1: Oh, but you know what? I'm so glad I got over that addiction. Addiction? There's that word. It's, it's, addic- it's definitely It was a true addiction. I was drinking probably like anywhere from four to like seven cans of diet Coke a day. That
0: is wild.
1: Which is ins. Well, I'd have a can for like breakfast and a can for mm-hmm. lunch and a can for dinner, and right there's three.
0: Yeah, that's another thing we, we've <laughs> talked about it before that you uh, like just differences in people. You always want like a drink when you're eating, like a, oh, a yeah. carbonated drink, definitely a thing.
1: Carbonated. I like carbonated drinks, yeah. but um. Jake's really weird. He can eat an entire meal and not have anything to drink.
0: See, I don't think that's weird. <laughs> like, I like, it, I, no. I didn't realize that it was that other people always had a drink. Like, I guess, yeah, you go to a restaurant and they're like, what drink? Do you get your drink first? Yeah. But, like, if I'm not drinking a beer or a water, I'm just, just dry-mouthing it. I'm just, I,
1: so I'm the type of person, that every single bite, I take a drink after.
0: Do you ever wonder what that does to the acids in our stomach and if it makes us less able to break things down?
1: I don't... I've actually never looked it up. I bet there's something on know. it. I don't know.
0: I pulled it out out of my butt for sure. I don't know really, but... But then I solid. also
1: wonder, like, if you were to take... If I were to drink only water, it'd probably be healthy because then wouldn't I get full faster? And then I probably wouldn't, like, overeat ever.
0: I don't know. Overeating is such a mental thing. That's It's like an actual, like, oh, my stomach's full because I'll be like, my stomach's so full it hurts, but like... 10 more handfuls of chips though
1: (laughs) still gonna eat that dessert (laughs) stinking Shaylee got jake and i into dessert i was never a dessert person ever it's horrible
0: (laughs) she's not that cool you know she's
1: oh i love her just
0: kidding she's pretty cool she i I used to just be a salty guy (laughs) just like chips man and popcorn and stuff but then she's like try this chocolate i'm like okay and then now it's like before bed i'll literally be like tired like okay let's go to bed but i'll be like should i Have like a piece of chocolate before I go to bed? Oh, for
1: sure. Like, what is that? I don't (laughs) want that.
0: That doesn't affect my life in a great way.
1: Oh, she, and she got me into like deep, like, I actually bought a pint of the Ben and Jerry's, the um, brownie batter core. So good. She always buys bought that when I lived with you guys.
0: Mm. <laughs> now
1: I'm into it and I hate it. I mm. just was so good though.
0: <laughs> okay, so are you gonna are you gonna throw it away? So you've done whole thirty. I've I've talked about whole thirty down here a couple of times that you've done it too. So you can yes. offer your opinion. Um, we're gonna it. do whole thirty. We're we're gonna do January six. Is that I right think answer?
1: the sixth because that's the Monday after New Year's. Yeah.
0: I'm cool. Let's, let's throw it on a Monday. Let's just. I have a couple meetings that we can for anyway. So we'll do. January 6th, we're going to do Whole30. Megan, you've done Whole30 before. Yes. What's your opinion on Whole30? Like, you, you've you also done a bunch of, like, other diets and, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah um, I feel like
1: I've done everything.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> what everybody says, right?
1: Yeah. Whole30 is not a diet, though. Yeah. Um, it's a way of life. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a change of eating habits. Um, Whole30 is just so great. Actually, what's funny is I remember Jaren and Shaylee and I, we were coming back from Disneyland. Um, I had just done like a New York trip and Disneyland trip and I felt like shit, (laughs) like just shit. And I had been talking about doing Whole30 for a while, probably like a year actually, because I always wanted to do it, but there's never a good time to just do it. Because mm. I mean, you're really like.
0: Well, there's always like w- with our lifestyles. There's always a birthday coming up, or there's yeah, always a, a, a trip planned, or whatever. And for some reason, we're like, we don't want like, e- to like eat good food and drink
1: and yeah. French fries and all the goods with it <laughs> that come yes. with that birthday. <laughs> yeah. um, no, so I was sitting on the air. We were well, we were in the airplane. Um, and I had bought the book and so I committed to the way to California and the way back I was going to read the entire Whole30 book because I was going to do Whole30. And it was funny because I was reading it and I kept saying, Shaley, because her and Jaren were sitting on the other end so that way I could read. Um, and I was sitting in the aisle by myself and I was like, Shaylee, Jaren, and I would like tell him something cool. I was like, did you know? <laughs> the very first like page actually talks about um, the reasoning behind Whole30 and the the story they say is like when you're little you grow up in your parents house you have no choice or say in the house you live in right so you're just there and there's tr- this tree outside the house you've always just lived by it you've always grown up by it you don't think anything of this tree you get older you move out of your house and suddenly you don't have allergies anymore but you never knew you had allergies you never did you just suddenly feel different and better little did you know you were allergic to this tree that you lived by this in mm-hmm. your entire life and i just was like thinking about it and i'm like you eat the same foods every single day mm-hmm. you have no idea the effects of it and if you feel like crap and you just continuously eat it you eventually just get used to feeling like crap like you just don't know that yep. you feel like crap
0: Yep. all these pains we have
1: <laughs> yeah um i know before whole 30 like shaley was dealing with a bunch of stomach stuff i went to the emergency room a couple times because i had such bad like acid reflex. um yeah. and we always thought that like my ooh, what is it gastro that it was gonna have to my pancreas Panc- pancreatitis Pan- no that was bentley oh
0: yeah, yeah <laughs> get us
1: mixed up now i can't remember but something was gonna have to get removed because i just i mean i would like get these like upper stomach pains that were so intense that they were similar to like heart attacks and so whenever it felt like a heart attack I'd obviously go to the emergency room which was only three times but still that's a lot and I it's think a big part of situation. it was diet coke um, they put me on Prilosec which is like just an acid reducer and so you have to take it every day and I remember I went to the doctor and I, this time in my life I was seeing a GI doctor um gastrointestinal so working on trying to figure out like what the heck is going on with my stomach and she kept saying change your diet and i was like i don't eat because i don't eat bad i don't go to mcdonald's every day i don't go fast food mm-hmm. every day my fast food is like jimmy john's maybe which is a sandwich or my yeah. fast you know it's I not like, like you eat healthy when you go to yeah food. like i, mean, I don't i don't eat french fries every day and stuff um but i was drinking like diet coke every day and i, I just i don't know Anyways, I went there and she was talking about my diet and I was like, what are the long-term effects of Prilocet? Because you have me taking this every single day and I'm only, at the time I was like 24, 25. She's like, well, we don't know. It's kind of a newer drug, like medication.
0: That's the story of everything we're taking.
1: Right. And then she's like, and it's typically for older people, which no offense, but older people aren't going to be living (laughs) for another like 50, 60 years. Listener, if you're older, you're
0: going to die very soon. (laughs) Maybe just wants to remind so,
1: you. I was like, well, that's not like, what? Like, that's scary. Like, so if you want me on this medication for the next 50 years of my life, is it going to give me cancer? Is it right. going to make me grow like a third leg? Like, I don't, we don't know. I'm glad you thought like that too. That you know, a lot of people do Oh, don't. and they had no idea. So I just cold turkey quit taking it because I was like, no thanks. But then my stomach stuff started getting worse. Anyway, so this is where the whole Whole30 book came in. Went and bought it. I got it on Amazon, read it on the plane. Was like amazed by it. I actually went. Remember, I went and ordered. I went got on an Amazon and had one sent to your you guys' house. You ordered us one.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> I was, too. Like, that was like, read perfect. this book. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you did because that helped me. Because I'm like, cool. Like another diet, but like actually like seeing the book and le- making myself learn more about it. I'm like, oh, this is a different one.
1: Yeah, and it's so. And, and you've talked about it, but it's it's not a diet. Basically, you take out all the bad foods that we don't need as humans. And you take it out for 30 days and then you slowly reintroduce each different type of food. So you might reintroduce dairy for like a week. And Then take it back out and like see how you feel with dairy then mm-hmm. like take that back out mm-hmm. pull in I don't know carbs or- and, and
0: by see how you feel it's like does your knee pain hurt again? Are your toes swollen? Um, are your hands more dry? Are your allergies acting up? Are you sniffling are your eyes more swollen when you Do wake you up
1: feel bloated? Do
0: you feel bloated? That's like my least favorite word, <laughs> but dude, it's crazy because you notice like, yeah, yeah, it's it's different, and so. it was
1: cr- yeah, it was. Cr- I am all for it. I'm excited to do it again because I feel bloated. My rings are tight again. <laughs> I always used to tell Jake I felt bloated daily.
0: Well, so so inflammation. I think I've described this to you in this way before too. Uh, a way that I read it in this book. I think the book was from Emily Fletcher. Ziva meditation or the Z technique or something. I don't know it's worth looking into Emily Fletcher. It's a good meditation technique um, but she described uh, Like whatever it is like when we're eating and we're we're processing it And we're having like a reaction to it. Our body's busy doing these other things so mm-hmm. uh, I think the example she used is uh, Do your fingernails grow as you're running from a lion? You know like no because your body is prioritizing like no this thing is happening send it to that so like we're so used to being inflamed all the time, or inflammation, mm-hmm. uh, the inflammation is a, a symptom. It's a reaction to the things that we're eating, right? It's, it's our body trying to protect itself. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's so if, if you're inflamed 24/7, now your whatever the equivalent of your body that your body should have been doing to heal yourself and process these mm-hmm. things properly, your fingernails growing in this situation like this thing maybe your fingernails haven't been growing for 17 years yeah so we get older and we start to have these different pains and these things like i i I don't know i don't want to paint every single problem onto diet but man the the weird the stuff that we eat every day is i think a
1: lot of things have to do with diet well
0: and it's it's whole 30 makes you look at your labels very intricately and you realize that everything we eat has sugar in it added sugar in it And and if it's not sugar it's a compound of sugar it's like this sucralose phylalate or the phosphate nougat and the and stuff you can't pronounce. <laughs> and it's just, yes. we just, we're like, it's fine probably because it's just ketchup. Yep. And, and it should just say. Oh my
1: gosh. I think ketchup was a big one for all of us. We had no idea. There's so
0: much sugar in ketchup.
1: Well, and then once we quit, whole, not quit, but like once we were finished with our 30 days and we were re- reintroducing foods. And oh, yeah. so remember when we all had ketchup, Have like I think we were in Seattle, Anthony's house and we all had ketchup for the first time, but that wasn't Whole30 approved yeah. ketchup. And we were like, "This is disgusting." It was lucky. It was gross. Yeah. it was well, so a, sugary. Well, a lot of foods
0: get like that. Um, so, like, fr- so you don't eat, you can eat fruit on Whole Thirty. Yes, it's pretty much like a hunter gatherer diet. Uh, you can eat fruit, but you don't eat like you want to get rid of your sugar cravings, right? So you're not eating like any other sugar stuff. And you realize after a couple of weeks that fruit is so flavorful and delicious.
1: I like was not a fruit person and i didn't i didn't like orange juice i didn't like any fruit and i on whole 30 which i know was me trying to get into sugar so i tried to like limit it right
0: but like i I actually
1: enjoyed fruit like it was one of those things where like having fruit was actually like a treat whereas like like right now if you gave me fruit i'd be like yeah no thanks like Mm -hmm. that's gross i know i don't want that
0: yeah it's funny like if i uh, (laughs) I'll, i'll buy fruit but if i know that i'm not like being strict on my diet right now or being strict on what I'm eating right now mm-hmm. like if there's a f- if fruit sitting next to some Doritos I'm gonna grab those Doritos but when, sure. it, when you're on Whole30 it's like all you have to do is just make up your mind like for these 30 days these 45 days whatever it is I'm not eating these things it's absolutely not an option no I'm not gonna have one little bite no I'm not gonna have one little sip it's literally not an option to even yes. touch them and I'm telling you man your body and your brain feels crazy after 30 days the like,
1: mind was the crazy part too yeah like, so clear yeah. everything was just clear
0: yeah i, I felt like a it's, it's not even like how you feel after you have your first cup of coffee you know it's even more it's not this it's, you it's not eat coffee. it's not energized it's a clarity i yeah. mean that's i guess that's the simplest way to put it it's it, it, you do get this new clarity and i think a lot of it obviously the food we eat it's not as much the directly as the food it's what each of our individual bodies do to process these foods or what they yes. do to process these certain things that take longer than other parts of the food um, a lot of times I don't know if we're getting the proper nutrients from the food that we're eating because it has the additive added things to it. Mm-mm. And I also think that just, I guess this isn't super whole 30 approved, but I also think that taking things out of a wrapper and just eating them as you've been sitting there just can't be good because there's no way our digestive enzymes are activated or again, I don't really fucking know much about that stuff yet. Um, a little bit, but anyway, whole 30. <coughs> It's so good. I'm just like, <laughs> no,
1: you could like talk about it forever because yeah. it's so true. I, I, I mean, I really, really th- like, what are Doritos made out of? And we, i have, I could sit and eat a whole bag of oh, those man.
0: puppies in there and just not, food. I have no idea.
1: No, and then no. you're just putting them in your body. The one body you get,
0: dude, uh, you get one. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I actually shamefully just ate a whole bag of spicy nacho Doritos in one you sitting. You did that in
1: cottage cheese.
0: I did, mm-hmm. I sure did. That's like my favorite food, <laughs> but it's, you know, I woke up in the morning and it wasn't. It wasn't like a self-hate, but it was it was a I genuinely think that I'm not going to be doing this much longer. Like it was like a mm-hmm. dude, your bum hurts. <laughs> your bum is feeling bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, why do you do this to yourself? Like I used to I would do things like that. and I'd be like, cool. I just my stomach hurts all the time and then life sucks and blah, blah. But you like don't even correlate it with your food. But now no. I know it's my food. I For know. Sure. I know I'm feeling terrible today because I ate terribly. Last did not you night. say
1: that did that with your skin, too, with food? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my you, like, skin. You finally learned why your skin always hurt.
0: Yeah, so that's a weird one. That's I'm still in the exploration of that. I just like being a guinea pig of all this stuff anyway. But on Whole Thirty, um, I have had like eczema, and I have like a like a, a rash on my nose. Like I've been a dermatologist. Like I get sebaceous cysts sometimes. Um, I have like uh, if if I don't get if I don't get out of the shower and use lotion right away, my my face is is like white. Like a like like you you I just I just have very dry skin. I always have. Um, but it's funny. I stopped. You know, I, I changed up my diet, and I've changed up my diet a ton of times before. I've always been like a fitness person, but the <laughs> cutting out all of the sugar apparently. <laughs> Sorry, my the dad's cutting out it all the me. sugar is like, dude. Like, I didn't need to put as much lotion on. Yeah. Um, I could walk outside and inside and like my nose wouldn't be just profusely just dripping with snot like like allergies um, My nose in the morning wouldn't be as like swollen and like uh, like sometimes my dry skin would be that like, kind of cracked in the morning mm-hmm. I wouldn't have that. It's it's this inflammation. Our bodies are stuck in inflammation I think inflammation is a way bigger deal than we take it as 100%. we're like, oh take ibuprofen It'll it'll help with your inflammation. But like what's why is your body being inflamed? Yeah, that's
1: oh Medication that could be a whole other topic or a whole other podcast couple things about Whole30. If you're gonna, one thing that really helped me was we had a group chat going. Um, Mm -hmm. that was a Whole30 group chat and that we just constantly were talking about like, like it didn't matter if anyone even responded, but I'd be like, Hey guys, this morning I tried this Uh, Chicken apple sausage or whatever that's whole 30 approved and eggs with ketchup on top and it was delicious And I feel like full and here you go. This is where I bought it Yeah, and I remember just like we'd all like share our goals and like our successes for the day and just different things And it just like helped me like think like I'm not gonna let these people down or myself So I'm gonna continue every day and I'm gonna send them the things I'm doing and like it held me accountable So if you have a group of friends that are gonna do it I highly recommend doing like a group chat or something and then to start simple. So simple. Remember how overwhelmed I remember I texted the group chat the day before we started. And for some reason, I thought it was a good idea to go to Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, which I've never been to before. And that's where I was going to go grocery shopping because I was like, I'm going to buy all the healthy foods. Yep. And I walked in there and I was like doing that like. Like panicky feeling because I was like, "This is a lot." I feel overwhelmed. Like Mm. I don't know where any groceries are because I've never been to this grocery (laughs) store.
0: Well, and you also like you go in there and you think that everything's super healthy, and you're like, "Oh, it's at this store. It's healthy. Hell yeah!" You put in your cart and you read it, and it's like it's terrible. No, everything
1: had like cornstarch in it and all these different. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I don't know. And I remember I think you actually texted me and said, "Go to your normal grocery store and start simple." And I was like. And I think I survived for the first like 10 days of Whole30. I ate like eggs every morning and for lunch every single day for like literally like the first half of it. I ate like a uh, canned chicken breast mixed with um whole 30 approved mayo just like one tablespoon of it and the red frank's um hot sauce is it approved sounds,
0: that sounds depressing but that's a super dank so meal so good <laughs> we, we, dude, we both love that tuna so tuna with like the hot sauce on it <laughs> yes um, so frank's is approved that doesn't it's have sugar the, the red uh, hot one the other the ones red, are not approved well they're one of the lime ones i think oh is the good. lime one i think maybe I'll i, think I didn't try check. that one yeah, but there's there's a lot of stuff that you notice like, oh, these little hot sauces. You know th- there's things that you got to get rid of. Like for me, for example, sriracha. I used to put sriracha on everything, and I don't I don't eat it on anything.
1: Yeah. It, well, that's another thing. I used to eat cheese on everything, and I no longer buy cheese like to this day. Uh-huh. In whole 30 we did it almost like a year ago now, mm-hmm. and I still don't put cheese on anything. Well,
0: so I think cuz I just did another whole 30 last month, um just by myself, mm-hmm. and it it seemed like even that like a uh, like it it kind of does start to burn off a little more juice from these things that you're like super addicted to. Oh, yeah. Like even just this second Whole30, was enough for me to like oh, okay I think I did kind of chip away at my my addiction to Doritos or like, yeah. Yeah, like the little things cuz right after our first whole 30 we're like we're never touching pizza again we're never touching this again we're going to be <laughs> the healthiest people in the entire <laughs> yeah. world forever but then you know inevitably life happens you have birthday parties you get drunk you want a burrito Taco Muchos exists Taco Bell exists yes. unfortunately <laughs> Taco Bell exists for my bum but uh <laughs> Yeah, um, I I think that like just the more times you do it like never with diets we're always like oh I failed at it or oh I did it and now I'm not doing it so that means that I'm just like reckless all the time but it's like what did I learn about my body from this from this experience of eating these only foods yeah. or this you know we use the word diet but diet is everybody is on a diet everybody yes. has a diet of food yes, true. The, the word diet is like the we, we like very confused about what it means I think as a culture yes it doesn't mean that you're if you're not, on, what we have is if you're not on a diet, you're just a reckless garbage disposal. Yep. And if you are on a diet, you are sad because you can't eat the reckless garbage disposal things. And yes. I think that conversation needs to change. I think that. No,
1: I completely agree because, yeah, because I feel like I failed Whole30 because I quit doing it. But realistically, I didn't because I no longer am addicted to Diet Coke and I don't eat cheese anymore. I mean, I'll eat yeah. cheese like if it's in something, but it's no longer in my house. Like I used to buy like the Tillamook, like, Shredded yeah. cheese. I'd always have a package of that in my house. I put it on my eggs, on my sandwich, on everything. Ooh, and we'd now, always buy chicken and biscuit
0: and squirt cheese too. Oh, Maybe that's the biggest. Oh, that's but gonna that's happen for thing. New Year's. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah, dude, I'm down. I'll eat it.
1: <laughs> oh, that, I buy um, chicken and a biscuit and spray cheese for every like outing that we have.
0: We're gonna have to eat our last our last chicken oh, the biscuits of 2019.
1: So yeah. Oh yeah. I'm
0: excited. <laughs> um, Sorry. Did you know? So one thing on Whole 30, I remember the scale thing. Which remember yeah. that we had an issue like uh, like you're like I don't want to do that I'm not doing that part yeah I, think.
1: I oh, the scale I struggle with the scale I go on and off with that thing because I do think it's important for scale and the like if you're trying if your goal is to lose weight which most of the time that is my what I'm trying to do is lose weight um, the scale is kind of important because it keeps you in check like it does help you like okay maybe I need to like lessen my portions also like calorie counting helps but it does help in that aspect but there's also like there's days where you feel good and you feel like you've done good and you feel skinnier because you're trying to lose weight right it's the goal and then you step on the scale and you either are the same weight or you've gained a pound Mm -hmm. and it's immediately just crushing it's just like well, I'm going to go eat a carton of ice cream now because screw this. Yeah, I,
0: I don't think that it's like – I don't think it's valuable information if you think about it. I think no. maybe on day one versus day 30, sure. But like it seems like – because even if you did lose weight, like wh- like wh- why, why are you getting that information? Well, and like, we what? did the
1: whole 30 and I promised Jake I wouldn't weigh myself and I did not. Cool part of Whole 32 take everything out of your house that you think that you're either going to eat or do. So if,
0: if t- it is not Whole 30 approved, take it out, it's out of the house. In your
1: house. I think you guys took it to Beth Shaley's mom's house. Yep. I we legit did. threw mine down the trash. So like,
0: we ended up throwing a lot away too. I
1: was like, maple syrup, don't need it. Trash shoot. Don't need these. And like even like the weird things because it says there's going to come a point where you're going to like crave the dumbest thing like coffee creamer. Yeah. I just want creamer in my coffee. Like, if it's in the house and that's what you're craving, you're eventually going to cave after 30 days. Yeah,
0: your, your brain will find a way like, to, like, okay. ma- make it's sure non-fat. it's okay. fat. I can or have this. Or, like, oh, it's just a little bit. But it's, like, yeah. as soon as you break. So a huge thing about Whole30, and, like, I know not a lot of people are crazy about it, but, like, if you even kind of break it whole 30 you're supposed to restart restart you're back on be, be, day one. because i you know and that's something that i actually don't think that people really fully wrap their head around like i hear people like well oh, i'm quitting sugar for 30 days and they'll post a picture of like i'm not gonna eat cake or candy yeah. Blah, blah, blah. They still just eat everything regular. And it's like, you don't realize how much sugar and terrible food you're actually eating. Like, it, 100%. Because like, we don't read our labels. We don't actually know what's going to. Do. If not you go to a restaurant and you're getting food, they probably cooked it in vegetable oil. Vegetable yep. oil probably hurts your fucking stomach. Vegetable oil is
1: not on Whole 30.
0: Yeah. So, well, <laughs> that's another, just a little side sentence. If you're, as a listener, if you have heard the words vegetable oil your whole life and you assume vegetable oil is good for you, it's not.
1: Mm-mm. Just so
0: you know, it it's hurts your tummy. You.
1: And most restaurants use it because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. So. Um, where were, Butter. but yeah, I forgot the, where we were the going the with that scale. one. We were just talking about the oh, scale. I just... yeah, I took that out of my house. Yeah. I promised you, and I didn't, oh, that's where I was gonna go with that. After the 30 days, I, of course, brought my scale back because I was like, oh, it's been 30 days. Mm-hmm. I feel I so know. good. I need to know. And I remember being so upset that I only lost, I think it was nine pounds. And then I like look back and I'm like, that was, I mean, Megan, in four weeks, nine pounds. like, that's, that's I wasn't so like good. increasing my workouts. Like, I wasn't counting calories. I wasn't That's another thing you're not supposed to count calories. Like you're you're supposed to just live your life. But think about if I would have from then to now continued whole 30 like how much further down I would be.
0: Like nine pounds a month for a year. Nine pounds a month for a year. Like I get my goal weight. You just disintegrate into (laughs) dust. (laughs) It's just, oh
1: man. And then I I think I get so mad at myself because it's like, why were you so down on yourself for losing nine? Like that's a lot of weight.
0: I know. We do weird things to ourselves like that. And it's that dang scale. You just push yourself. Think about all the many little battles that you won in your head over those 30 days. And then at the end, you're like, fuck, those battles didn't mean anything. I'm mad. (laughs) Only nine pounds. (laughs) Man, we're so mean to ourselves sometimes so mean i think that the the the, the, the thing that whole 30 changes for a lot of people I, th- I feel like it kind of pushed you on this a little bit something that i'm always talking about like i just don't like the scale i think the scale makes no goddamn sense like yeah. like why do we need that information why knowing how many pounds you weigh is a important thing to you why it, to me if you don't have any other goal like like back in the day when we didn't have all this other information about the human body all these things it's like okay, we do have this weight thing that we discovered however many years ago and that seems to be a pretty good indicator like if your weight is over this number, you're not healthy. Yeah. And if your weight's under this number, you're ah, you're healthy. Like it seems very old and primitive, not even primitive. It just seems like a very old school way to, to get information. And I think instead of how do I lose weight or how do I get this number on the scale to go down and you treat it as how do I learn about food and fitness and my yes. healthy lifestyle to where it can benefit me for the rest of my entire life? Because is, is life really just gonna be trying new diets every couple months, failing at them, hating yourself for six months, trying another diet. Uh, you tried that one, it worked a little bit, then you hate yourself for another six months. Like it seems like I just know like being in and out of gyms and, and knowing a lot of like different people have tried different diets, I just see the same reoccurring thing. Like we don't really super learn about our eating habits we don't learn about what is dextrilla light or whatever i can make imports yeah. but, but learning about all these things learning how they affect us personally learning about our own body itself um, getting rid of all the crap and then starting again like after you do your 30 days with with whole 30 you just slowly introduce little things mm-hmm. like one thing at a time oh i i had uh i had uh milk i had a glass of milk and my nose started to get a little flaky oh i had another glass of milk and some cheese the next day and uh, my stomach started to feel really upset Mm, maybe dairy's not for me boom now the rest of your life fuck pounds you don't need to know about weight yeah you just need to know that oh as i'm going about my life i could go enjoy oh my friend invited me to applebee's i'm gonna go to applebee's because this is life i'm gonna live it yes but i'm not gonna order the cheese yes you know these are the little things that add up in our life and i think that when we focus on, on weight and stuff, we get so obsessed and we get like mean to ourselves. You know? Oh, for we're, sure. I, I do the same thing. I think thing, you so. and
1: Spencer in your last podcast with him were actually talking about how each person's like a different microbe or we're a different like combination of whatever, I forgot the words he used, but basically that we're all our own person and what like what diet works for you is not gonna work for me. Like Absolutely. we're all so different. So all these people are on like keto diet right now and like mm-hmm. I know for myself that would not work for me Because I think through Whole30, I learned that dairy is what makes me feel extremely inflamed. I think I might actually be lactose intolerant. And I did not know that.
0: You got to wonder, like, the lactose intolerance, all these things. Like, are they because we've had these weird chemicals prolongingly in our body for all these years? And they're like, at some point, our body's like, dude, stop. Like, stop putting that in there. (laughs)
1: Because Easton always used to get mad at me. Because I would say, I don't, I would always say the words, I don't like Italian food. I don't like pasta pizza makes me throw up like all the because it makes me so sick if i eat pasta pizza anything like italian i just feel so bloated or i get like super sick and I am up all night just, like, with a stomach ache. And I think what I didn't realize was there's so much cheese in oh, this food. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm mental, yeah. too. <laughs> but, no, I think it was the cheese because most pastas and pizzas, it's just covered in cheese. It's so much cheese. So dude. much cheese.
0: Dude, our body's internal. Like, our, our body's internal systems when we get all the amount of cheese that I put inside <laughs> my body at once. My body's probably like, What? <laughs> ah.
1: Why? Literally, so. How, why I don't are you know. eating more
0: mozzarella sticks?
1: And there's some people who can eat a lot of cheese and it doesn't even affect them. Mm-hmm. It's just we're all different. So. But I think
0: that once you start having awarenesses of like, oh, I ate and I don't really feel good. Or, um, I mean, really, you know, we do correlate a lot of our food and a lot of our like diet and, and what we eat and what we do with um, like our physical look. You know, like, oh, for oh sure. I, I'm gonna eat this so it's gonna give me a pound of fat and I'm not gonna wear this dress later. Like we think of thoughts like that, but it's like, no, you're gonna eat this and it's gonna make your, your your brain isn't gonna feel as great as you want it to do. Like tomorrow you um, you, you have an interview that's important to you. Tomorrow you have a date with your girlfriend and you wanna show up as present as you can. If you have this beer and this pizza today, is it going to make you kind of feel a little foggy tomorrow morning? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, that's the way that I think now. Like, No, am totally. like, like, yeah, I do want to live my life, but am I willing to borrow a little bit of happiness from tomorrow to eat this crappy food? And sometimes the answer is no. And I think it's good that the answer is no because I, I'm, I'm like, happy. I'm like cool, I'm just not going to eat that. No big deal. Totally. I don't throw a fit in my own head. I'm not like, oh, I didn't get that. My life sucks because I can't eat as much pasta as I want. Yeah. Or, It's good. It's all good learning experiences.
1: No, it's all learning and learning yourself, which is just so hard to figure out yourself. But it's all, you just have to, over the years, figure it out. Like, learn what's good and what's not and what works for you and what doesn't.
0: Yeah, just try stuff. and Try stuff and really, like, feel your body. Again, Mm -hmm. not try to, like, how does this make me look? Or, oh, I can fit into these pants. Which, you know, those are great goals. Like, you know, enjoy these little girls. Enjoy, Enjoy the little wins that you have. But... I don't know, I think just... Well,
1: yeah, and then taking those like failed experiences and then just like, like so, I mean, I've done so many diets, but like keto diet, like if I tried that and it doesn't work, okay, what did work from it and what didn't? Let's keep yeah. continuing with what worked. Right,
0: well, yeah, remember, because you said like the, the I've tried everything. Yes. Uh, I just listened to, uh, I listened to a lot of like, uh, like uh, motivational stuff in the morning. So like Tony Robbins yesterday morning was on, of course, Uh, and he, and he was saying about the, the sentence, like he'll unwind with people and they'll be like, I've tried everything to lose weight. And he's like, Oh, everything. Can you, can you name all the diets? And they're like, well, okay. I've tried thousands. And he's like, Whoa, thousands. Can you tell me a thousand of the diets you tried? And they're like hundreds. I've tried hundreds of different diets. He's like hundreds. That's crazy. Can you name all 100? And then they're like, and then they get to the point and it's like. I've tried a few things and they just don't work, you know, but it's yeah. our mindset. We, do, we don't do what you just said. Like take what you can from yes. what are the wins from that diet, you know, and then like, keep
1: that yeah. create your own diet from all the little ones that you've tried Frick yeah. Frick and create your own that work for your body. Because there's just going to be things like one thing um, you taught me, actually, um, I would just like not I don't want to say starve myself, but I would just not I'd eat like a big breakfast which I still kind of do this, but I would like eat a big breakfast and a big dinner and that's it. And I'm still learning that that does not work for my body. Mm-hmm. And it's not because like I'm starving myself. It's more because I just like, I don't feel like I ever feel like st- Hungry, Mm -hmm. and then I'll eat a big breakfast and a big dinner, and it's just not keeping my metabolism going. When I was like doing my best, it's when I'm eating small meals throughout the day, Mm -hmm. and it's not like big ones, and it's just like keeping like every two hours, just eating, eating, eating. But it's so hard for me to do that.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah. I mean, in your lifestyle, has to switch with it sometimes too, right? You have to pre-plan everything. Yeah. Like in your, you're extra busy going back to school right now and still working and everything. So sometimes like being able to eat every two hours isn't exactly so. That's also a thing. Is like you know maybe you have your diet figured out in your life but then like in five years your job and your way of life doesn't exactly match with the diet nope. so you have to make adjustments but knowing this information knowing oh, okay I got to make adjustments my my diets gonna be a little different but I know that again cheese isn't still still is not gonna go in that yep. if, uh, milk isn't gonna you know whatever yes. these little things but you have now information that you can take into the rest of your life when you have to adjust you know, little what's funny about changes. the Diet
1: Coke thing is the reason I started drinking it is because I was in LA weight loss at the time (laughs) I was actually going it was called LA weight loss and I was like I think I was in seventh grade I was pretty junky in like seventh grade sixth seventh grade and so my parents were trying to help Mm -hmm. me
0: like of course well um, back then there really wasn't a ton of information I bet no they
1: were just like what can we do to help her because she's uncomfortable and like I didn't fit in with like
0: dude, yeah. you know
1: at that time it was like you're going through puberty and (laughs) you're trying to like people are getting boyfriends and it was like okay like I need to do something and so my parents were trying to help me and I went to LA Weight loss is what it was called, which was all about more like eating fight, like more fiber and all these different things. Um, it's kind of similar to Weight Watchers. Um, but the reason I started drinking Diet Coke is they said substitute, because I was reading, drinking regular Coke at the time, which is like 200 calories a can. So they like substitute for diet. And I remember the first few times I drank Diet Coke, it was so gross. I hated it, but I wanted to lose weight. So then I just started drinking Diet Coke because that was like the alternate. You know what's funny? That was a substitute. This-
0: Okay, wait, I guess not exactly. I was thinking the same time you were doing this, I was doing the same thing with beer. Like, I don't like beer, but I want to get drunk. But I guess I was in seventh grade. I was probably in like eighth yeah. grade or something <laughs> equally as reckless. But
1: Well, I do that. I mean, even now, like being an adult with like alcohol, okay, you need to lose weight. I'm not going to drink a Moscow Mule, but I'm going to have a vodka soda with lime because that's better, which it is Better, But maybe I should probably just not have a drink if I'm trying, you know, I don't know. It's well, it, it
0: depends on your goals. I mean, your goals yeah. always have to change based off of where you're at in your life. Like if you're like, oh, I've got an insane Spartan race in 30 days. Let's see how like agile and, and dope I can get in, in that time being. So maybe don't drink then. But yeah, you also got to live your life, you know. Totally.
1: And, it's all about balance. It's hard.
0: It's, it's about balance. And, and sometimes like flirting too far on the, on the wrong side of balance, we realize. But you got to be able to learn from it. And like, oh, what can I take from that? Just like you take from different diets. Okay, I, I pushed too far with my unbalance of my, oh, I drank too much last month or whatever. You got you to gotta have little pushes and pulls throughout your life. I think that trying different things though and really experiencing them and saying yes to something, I mean, I think something that like, you're definitely a person who says yes to a lot, like like adventure. Yes yeah, like the the amount of times. I mean, your your brother, for example, he's someone who's a very adventurous person. He'll be like, Megan, you want to go do this crazy thing? And you're like, Uh huh, I do. And you guys do awesome stuff. Um, Lisa's like, Hey, do you want to go to Africa? And you're like, Nope, but I'm going. So <laughs> it's so true. It's good. I feel like and and you just progress and progress. And
1: but it's funny because that's my right now. I'm trying to learn how to say no. So it's really, really, which Lisa has been trying to teach me that since I was like 22.
0: Right. She's like, I didn't want you to go to Africa. I was hoping that you would just stand up for yourself and say She's probably going to
1: listen to this and be like, you're still learning that. No, I meet with her. I actually haven't seen her in a while, so it's been too long. But I do meet with her quite often. We're really good friends. Yeah. Um,
0: You guys are going to go on a 30-mile hike the first time you hang out.
1: Probably. No. (laughs) (laughs) She's actually in New Zealand right now. Oh, really? Yeah. I think she comes back Monday, so I'm going to have to get together. We'll have to do something very long because I haven't seen her it's been like a month so we'll have to do something that's more
0: get like a kayak and just rip oh my gosh we tried to do that last time oh
1: my gosh (laughs) I'm not even kidding I had my kayak before it got stolen and then we were gonna go kayaking but it ended up getting too late and stuff but um but yeah she's probably gonna be like you're still working on that no thing
0: (laughs) well it's something that I have to work on too I mean (laughs) uh like saying no it's a weird thing like standing up because a lot of times people are caught off guard when you say, no, it's like, no, I don't want to do that. Or like, no, I'm choosing to not, to not do that. Or I mean, there's a million different examples, but like, so it's something that I'm already having come up with a podcast. For example, Mm -hmm. I want to be open and I want to, here's the thing is I'm not, I'm not Skrillex who it's obvious that like some random bedroom producer is not going to be on my podcast because I'm Skrillex. You know what I mean? Like this, the different levels. Um, I'm not like that. I'm just a, a regular dude. You know, I'm a DJ. Like I've done things in the audio world. Um, I do this like mental health thing, mm-hmm. but like, I'm not like some, somebody, I don't have like degrees and stuff. And so there's no barrier between anybody who wants to be on the podcast being like, Hey, I want to be on your podcast. Here's why I think that I should be and messaging me, which is a great thing. I want those because I want people like people who are like, Hey, I think that I, I have something to say, but I also, I'm like, like, I just because you know somebody who has a podcast, you're, you're allowed to just use my platform, because, yeah. Um, so, so saying no in that, oh, in that for essence, sure, um, it's something that
1: it's hard, it's, it's like rough to
0: do, but it's oh, you, yeah. you have little, it's, so I learn little areas of my life. So, this once I'm like, why, why am I saying no? Um, and you really follow it, like, write out these things, like, it's not just no, but it's like, I'm, I'm mental health, like, I'm checking out for me, I'm making sure things are going the way that I want them to go. Um, I'm making sure that I'm in control here and not like my podcast is getting ahead of me and that, you know what I mean? Oh, so for sure, I think just, just saying no is a super important thing. For I'm sure. still learning myself, dude. It's, just,
1: it's hard. No, yeah. that's, I kind of crashed and burned this month. So that's why I'm like this coming year, I'm going to be like, learn to sing it. Cause it's things I want to do, right. you know? So like since Thanksgiving, it's like, we've had, the, uh, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas shopping, Christmas, I was doing finals. I went to Arizona for three days. Went to the Ariana Grande concert, the Chainsmokers. <laughs> right. I went. It was Easton's birthday. Like, um, went to the gingerbread party. Went to the White Elephant parties. Like, I said yes to literally everything. So, like, the end of November and December, I like totally crashed and burned. Right. Like hard. Um, and so I, I think I texted you, and I was like having a moment and i was just like i need to learn to say no to things Mm. this coming year like i just have to right but it's things i want to do it's not things i want to say no to
0: well that's the thing is it's always fun yeah we live in a world (laughs) where there's always fun every weekend there's something that you could say yes to and have a cool life but for sure like just just finding all the fun stuff doesn't really leave you time to like build your life and, and heal and and also just just recoup, just like, sometimes you could have so much fun that it's like, I couldn't possibly have any more fun because I'm just like, I need to recharge if yeah. so I'm even capable of feeling fun again. <laughs>
1: yes. Less learning, like, to have me time. I'm so bad at relaxing. I'm so bad. I think, so think you better, at... better. I'll get I? better. I'll, like, sit, like, at the end of the day and watch, like, endless amounts of TV, but it's during the times that I should be sleeping. <laughs>
0: Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, so I'll come
1: home and it's like ten o'clock at night, and I'll turn on. It's
0: almost a little anxiety that you give to yourself. You're like, I'm relaxing, but also I'm a little stressed that I'm not sleeping.
1: Yes, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I really want to watch this new episode of Grey's Anatomy, but then it's like you should be sleeping. Right.
0: <laughs> what I had to do for myself to to I feel like I'm pretty good at it now, um, but I had to like break my just because my sleep schedule was so crazy for so many years yeah. um, between DJing and working uh, graveyard. Like I had to start saying like I'm not yeah. tired, but at twelve thirty. Um, I I'm stopping what I'm doing. And I'm doing only these these things. So yeah. for me I had to stop like researching stuff and like learning things and like doing things that were like pushing my brain to like stay awake and stuff And I had to start doing more mindless stuff Like for me I was like at 1230 or whatever time it is go sit on the couch and watch TV more Oh merch.
1: for sure. Yeah, no, that's such a good Yeah, When I the first year I lived with you I would wake up in the morning and you'd be getting home from work mm-hmm. and then I'd come home from work and you'd be leaving for work it was such a weird
0: yeah i mean one my my sleep schedule was stuck in that for so long i mean that's another a lot of like you know it's another huge thing now that i'm pretty advocate about like man sleep not i mean i'm still weird about sleep and i don't sleep as much i sleep a little differently than other people do but i like staying up every single night like working graveyard for your whole life i don't know some people do feel really good about it but it does have weird effects on us. It really does. Yeah. And it's and it makes you feel a different way about the rest of the world because when you wake up at 11:30 a.m. every day, you're already like hours behind everybody. You wake up and you're a little stressed because you have tons of texts. You have people who have been texting you since the morning. You have things you have to solve, you have appointments you need to make or go to. Um I don't know, man, it really started to add up like I was like there's a lot of extra stress in my life. Because I'm working this schedule of this job.
1: That's such a good point because when mm-hmm. I wake up before my friends do Like if I get up at like 5 in the morning like this morning, I got up early I think I got up at like 6 cleaned worked out got mm-hmm. coffee before like a lot of my people were awake And mm-hmm. I remember I just remember thinking I feel so good Like right. I, I, I accomplished so much and a lot of the world's not even up yet yep. So I can't imagine like waking up behind
0: right you know. Well in you in you you have your momentum when other people, like for me, I was I had this weird thing. I always, I was able to work when I wasn't working, working, like I had the time off, like on the weekends, if I wasn't DJing or I wasn't working like midnight to 4am for me, I was like, cool. I enjoyed being up at that time because I can work creatively and I could do like what I want. Like, yeah. uh, to me, it felt like there was less noise in the world, like less, like more people are asleep. So there's just like, like there's more frequencies available or something. I know that sounds crazy, but that's no. kind of how I felt, but like. Even getting used to those little things and no
1: know. for sure. It's not super healthy it's I've always wanted to try graveyard though because yeah. I am the type that can sleep anywhere and at any time and through pretty much any I'm a hard sleeper like yep. Jake could like I mean he used to pull so many pranks on me when I was sleeping.
0: How dare you? I never have pulled Oh any I, you know
1: how many pickles I found in my pillowcase?
0: That's just because you have a thing about pickles and, and they them. would
1: stay there for days and they would not know.
0: Yeah, I don't know why you're trying to turn this on me, Megan, because <laughs> if I remember right, you collected pickles and you would put them in different places in your room. Oh, I remember I asked you, you're pickle like, just make, pickles make me happy. I dream oh. about pickles.
1: I remember I had like at the, I was working at family house at the time and like kids would find pickles in my car yeah, and I would time, just be like.
0: <laughs> one time, one time, like we were just busy and we all like took the same car for a couple days because we were all hanging out and I had put a pickle in her. A big room. one, not like a
1: little dill pickle, <laughs> like the giant size pickle. But
0: I put it in her car. <laughs> Like in like the, the driver's side door or something and then her car sat in like the 95 degree weather for a couple of days
1: Like a just Mustang just pickle
0: just a hot pickle <laughs> a
1: bi- it was like one you know those big pickles right it was from like Safeway.
0: Yeah, it was a big one.
1: Oh that's so gross.
0: Did you eat it or not? No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so gross. Okay
0: so you're wasting it. It was probably just so like Yeah you like, think warm. you're so you're going to Ghana and these people oh. have less food you're just throwing away <laughs> these perfectly good pickles.
1: Uh, I said that when I came back from Ghana I was like there's people in the world that don't have food and I remember everyone be like you can't say that. <laughs> 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 I'm like I mean I just witnessed it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh,
0: that's a good perspective change oh, anyway. I know. All right, Meg. Well, we are getting up here in time. Let's go ahead and close it out. Um, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks
1: for having
0: me. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have you more. Um, I think me, you, and Shaylee should do like a trio one. Yes. But I don't know. I get kind of feisty. I just feel like I always want to like impress her with the pranks that I can pull on you in front of her. Something about it. I'm just like, babe, watch. I'm going to knock Megan on the head real quick. Oh,
1: yeah. We used to like. Play fight too, and Shaylee would just be like, "Stop
0: it!" It's funny. I have three older sisters, but I like I don't have this relationship with them at all. But like <laughs> me and you, would, like beat the crap out of each other. Oh, he'd other. like
1: duct tape my bedroom door shut.
0: I never did that. Oh, that for was Shaley. sure
1: happened. Yeah. But it's fine. I, I forgive you. I kind of miss living with you guys. so I miss the laughs. You can move back in. I know. Do I get the basement? No. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> you can get. The, can I move into your basement? You can get the um, outback. Uh, there's oh, this little stop. house. There's this little <laughs> dumpy storage shed that that's, has your name on it. It's perfect. And, well, we can put a new locker on it. The for
1: evil you. stepsister.
0: All right, Megan. I love you very much. I appreciate your friendship. Thank You're very you. important to me. I appreciate you coming on to my podcast and, and teaching people a little bit about your views. So we'll have you on next time. Um, listeners, please drink some water, not some Diet Coke. <laughs> uh, Diet Coke was really bad Aww. for you. Take care of yourself. Um, stretch if you have bad posture at this very moment adjust your posture and make it better and also put a little smile on your face and release the tension in your shoulders love you jake love you peace out have a good rest of your day